Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast episode 319 for the week of September 6, 2014. I'm Chris Privetier here to host you and take you into a land where no one has listened before. And an analogy that Chris didn't fully think out. That's right, it's the RPG Cast for the week. Oops, oh, I said that already. Joining me on this strange journey without the Shin Megami Tensei is Anna-Marie Privetier. This is the most awkward introduction ever. John Yerworth is not here. I don't know why I said his name. <laughs> Phil Willis is here. RPG cast, now with more Elixir. 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 You make it sound like a Tolkien word. I like it. And, of course, invincible news writer, Alex Fuller. Hello. Currently proving seven reviews at once. No, it's just one. Oh, just one. Okay. I'm almost done. Thanks for joining us, guys. Hey, we went to PAX last yes, week. Yes, we did. Um, did we do anything? We should talk about what we did, Anna. Okay. What did we do? We went and saw stuff. Okay, good. That was PAX. Thank you. So, Shadow of Mordor, which you played. Shadow of Mordor is freaking awesome! And everyone should be excited about it, and I want to play more of it. When can I pre-order it? I'm going to go do that right now. Yes. <laughs> so, while he does that, we went to go see Moon Hunters, which is the first Square Enix collective RPG that's being funded. So, it's on Kickstarter right now. Well, I could go kickstart that. Is it you any good? Can. Uh, I want to play it. It looks good. So it's an RPG where the decisions that you make affect how you are remembered when the game is done. So if you're really flirty, you become a constellation about um, love. And if you're an asshole, you become a constellation about hate, et cetera, et cetera. And there's like 30 constellations. And unlike a lot of the systems out there it's not black and white it's got a lot of nuance to it so i'm pretty stoked when they originally submitted like six months ago it was just like a two-page idea and they've got an engine running and all sorts of cool stuff going in it so that makes me happy and then we went to go see fight the dragon fight the dragon you don't fight dragons oh but um it's diablo meshed with little big planet so you get to make these small levels or just download these small levels and you can play in five-minute chunks. You can play in five-hour chunks. And so it's all um, user content-driven, basically. At this point, they've stopped making levels because the players make better levels faster than they can. So it's early access on Steam right now. I don't remember the price. Um, and then we went to go see Dragon, which we ended up playing the next day. <laughs> dragon! Um, right you get now, to play as a dragon! Yes. So you get to play as a dragon. It's sort of... There aren't enough games where you can play as a dragon. Um, I'm bearing in mind that I have limited experience with Elder Scrolls. Dragon! I, I want to say it feels like Elder Scrolls where you nope. play as a dragon. No. Oh. Um, it's far too early to compare that game to Elder Scrolls, Anna. Okay. You're, you're, this is an alpha. Yeah, I think your, your tasks that you could complete in the alpha were burn a tree, burn a building, burn a person. Yeah. 
They are not really feature complete yet. No. (laughs) Um, They're going to be on Steam Early Access really soon, though. Mm -hmm. And when they go to Early Access, they basically want to do a patch a week, which is much better than most of them Early Access games. So thumbs up for them. And then we went and watched League of Legends for a couple of hours. That was fun. Was it? Well, the seats they set aside for media only sucked. It was like at the very edge at the very front. So you had to really crank your neck to see anything. Mm-hmm. So we ditched those seats and went and sat somewhere. That was cooler. Um, and then you went and saw Warhammer 40,000. I No, you got drunk at Warhammer 40K. I did not get drunk. I had one beer. It was a crappy beer, too. And that was it. Okay, so Warhammer 40,000 is an MMO FPS sort of game. Um... It's in alpha. It was still very early. Um, you get to play as, you know, uh, one of the Warhammer 40K style classes. Like, um, I don't even know all the... the I want to say, like, Vindicator. Some sort of Space Marine. I was some sort of Space Marine. And one side was Order, one side was Chaos. And we were just running around to the spawn points of one castle versus the other. Uh, there were big vehicles you could drive around in. And uh, your goal is to, in that map, which is still really early development, was just to, you know, it was straight up deathmatch, essentially. Team-based deathmatch. And so you run around and, and shoot the other people. And they had interesting weapons with interesting mechanics. Um, but it was still extremely early and very much not an RPG in any sense. <laughs> but uh, it, it was nice to see Warhammer 40K actually um, as a game. As opposed to the PowerPoint presentation that it was at E3. And what am I missing? Uh, I don't think we're going to be doing any coverage of the game on the site because it really isn't an, MM, uh, an RPG. But it very much is an MMO FPS type of thing. So if you're into like the, the Warhammer franchise, they've got all sorts of... Uh, they're trying to, to jam as much of the Warhammer license and stuff as possible. So and they're saying pretty... Um, true to that as far as i could tell there were some big warhammer geeks there and they were real happy with everything they were saying so i took that as a good sign about respecting the franchise and the license um but what was i where was i going with that i don't know <laughs> they're, they're jamming as much as they can and it's still really freaking early and who knows how it's going to turn out when it's done but uh you, you gotta like those more competitive shooty type games which aren't really for me though i had fun trying kind of camping and using my giant gatling gun to just kill people at their spawn point so that was fun for a little bit um it'd be interesting to see what the game turns into because it is so early that there's no way this is representative of what you're going to be doing at the end other than shooting other people so that 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 was warhammer let's let's they served coors light um I think that's a mistake, and that's it. <laughs> okay, so um, what's up? I'm going down the schedule and seeing what else you went to. Oh, okay, good because I don't remember. Um, you sat down with the Gooch. I Sakaguchi. Yeah, yes. I interviewed Hironobu Sakaguchi. Um, I'll say this: we talk about Terra Battle, which is their um free to play. Um, iOS game that's coming out soon. iOS and Android, excuse me. That's coming out soon. Worldwide release, blah, 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 blah. We're just going to have the whole interview up on YouTube. So just, just watch for that, and you can see everything that we talked about. Um, 
I thought he gave some funny answers, and I, you know, I kind Paniku. Yeah, I tried to get him to um, <laughs> justify his, you know, f- going free to play, and so you can see if you bel- if you buy his uh, justifications for it. Now, the um, interesting thing that I found about about this is before we went in the morning, Chris was like, "This sounds like a pile of trash," and I don't think I'm going to be convinced. And he walked out. He's like, "Yep." I'll download and try I, it. I'm definitely going to try it. It's like uh, the game structure is like Puzzle and Dragons, but the battle system is not like um, Tetris or Bejeweled. It is, um, it's like a tactical RPG. So that that seems at least interesting. And they've got a campaign and a story, um, which definitely sets them above Puzzle and Dragons. Well, and <laughs> I like this concept of the download starter. It's Kickstarter based off of downloads. Instead yeah, of so the more people who download it, so it's just their way of getting you to convince everybody you know to download the game. So the more people who download it, the more features they commit to, to adding and the more ports they will make of the game to other platforms. So they have um, goals out to 2 million downloads. Which yeah, is- you can go right now on RP Gamer. We've got the trailer for Terra Battle up. I think Alex put that up. And it is uh, it has all the... the 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 goals in there lots of things like uematsu will compose another song and amano will do artwork and stuff like that so sakaguchi's using all his uh friends and connections he's i think he said that um he arranged all those stretch goals by way of just messaging people on facebook which i think is awesome (laughs) <laughs> I, I, i'd love to be friends with uematsu on facebook like hey want to make a song for me sure um so yeah that's what we saw did we have any walk-up stuff yeah oh, we had tons um, of walk-up stuff are you kidding Cromancer. me Cromancer. that's Which, a weird little card yeah, game um it's like other browser games that i've played before so my concern is that i'm going to play it for three months and then lose total interest in it oh i'm sorry so that's really all I can say about it. You put down land and you put down creatures on top of it and you have to kill the other lands and creatures. Yeah, it's really early. Um, you can play exactly what we played, though. Um, the The tutorial that they had us play is available on the web. And let's see, where do you get to Chromancer? Oh, no, don't go to Scrabble Dictionary. That's not what I want. Chromancer indie game. I just, I had you, it's, where is, I, mm, I I just want to share with people how to do these things. Why does it take so long? All right, so I'm going to the Indie Megabooth page because they will have it all linked there. So Indie Megabooth, um, we can see all the stuff that we've forgotten about, like Consortium Anna. Oh, yes. So right, that so looks very cool. If you go to chromancer.com, C-H-R-O-M-A-N-C-E-R.com, slash, um, let's see, where's the demo? Oh, play.chromancer.com slash lobby. You can start up the tutorial and play exactly what we played and see if you like that card game. It's going to be PvP online. It's browser-based. You don't have to install any plugins. So it just works. So I like that. All right, consortium. Go, Anna. Um, so it's been out for a year, and it's a little indie studio in Vancouver in Seattle, and they put it out a year ago. They're like, yeah, this is going to be awesome, and it turned out to be the buggiest piece of crap that's ever gone out on Steam. 
So they have spent the entire year fixing it, and now it is actually like totally awesome. Bug free. Well, wow. 99% bug free. A, a much better situation than they were in before. Yes. So you are inside of a ship, and there's um, a story, but I don't know if I want to... There's a major plot point that happens basically as soon as you get on the ship. But you are controlling somebody remotely, right? Yes. So the so idea is, is that you are controlling somebody um, back in time. So this is set in the future where um, the world basically went through World War Three and came out of it and is now happy utopia, happy, happy. So even like settlers on Mars sort of idea. So, um, you are on a ship that's, uh, it's right before Christmas, you're on a ship, um, bad things are about to happen, and so you are attempting to change history through being downloaded into this guy. That sounds very weird, but it makes perfect sense in the universe. So... Um, I'm going to play a lot of it this week. I might stream it. And, um, it's a visual novel style RPG. And yeah, we got a map. Can, do you have the map, Chris? I do have the map here. If you're watching us live. They found a use for old overhead transparencies. Go check that out. Yes. So, unfortunately, if you're listening to this, you missed out. You can join us Saturday morning. Are we giving these out? (laughs) No. No? No. Well, we have the Steam keys on there, too. We're going to give those out, right? No, those are for us. No, we have our Steam keys already. Oh, we do? Yeah. Sweet. (laughs) So maybe we'll give those out. Okay. Uh, Let's see. What else do we play? Uh, Um, Did you play Assault Android Cactus, or I just had you buy the game, didn't I? Yeah. You never got to see Chroma Squad, right? Huh? You never got to see Chroma Squad. No, but... That was your game, The right? problem is, is if I sit down and play it, I'm never going to want to not play it. Yeah, it's a well, problem I have with Theatrhythm. Okay. Well, we played Dungeon of the Endless. Um, I played Dungeon of the Endless. That's yes. a really hard roguelike, and it's already out, so you can just play it now. It's and they made were by people off, from Paris. They were showing off their 4X strategy game based on the Endless franchise, and I did not get a chance to play that because... Um, well, everyone who sat down stood up and said, this game doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So I think that they're going to need a stronger tutorial. Well, they just didn't have people walking people through it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Did we? But get... if you're at home and you're playing that game and you say this game doesn't make any sense, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You don't have someone from the studio to no, walk you No, but you might have home. a tutorial mode that they didn't have active. Yes. That's what I said. They need a better tutorial. Well... All right. Or a tutorial. They had a tutorial there. I was watching people go through it. We played Woe Dave... You played Woe Dave. I played Woe Dave. You got 88 cents? I did. Good job. I did. Woe Dave is like um, the, you know, Mario Brothers without the Super and Joust. It's an old arcade style game where you run around picking up uh, bombs and throwing them at eggs and then they explode and you collect coins. And if you let the eggs hatch and the monsters evolve a bit and you blow them up, then you get more coins. And I can't explain it any better than that. It's coming to like... 3ds and vita and stuff and they had it they had it running in an arcade cabinet which was the perfect way to play it 
Um, unfortunately, I don't think they're going to be selling those. No, it's like a 3DS game. <laughs> oh, sadness. Um, let's see. I'm sure we're going to remember some other stuff from PAX later. Anything else we should ask them about or talk about? Um, we played another game at the World Dave booth, but I don't remember the name. It's an iOS game where you're on a ship to Mars, to settle Mars. And Oh, Tharsis. Yeah. And crap just keeps breaking. So yeah, there's like a, a decision-making component and you roll virtual dice to figure out what you're doing. And it looks interesting, but it was really early alpha and my people kept disappearing. And I accidentally killed somebody. Oh, good for you. <laughs> Oops. So you could arrive at Mars and have no one left alive. That's my favorite part. <laughs> Is that what you did, Anna? No, I didn't get that far. I only killed one person, not everybody. Come oh, on. Only one person. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that was everything that I played. Oh, that seems good. Okay, cool. That was PAX. And, the, oh, we, we did other things. We should tell the other things that we well, that I did. You won magic. I won a um, Garouk figure, the, the hunter, whatever, kind of the theme of Magic 2015, in a Hunt for Garouk mini tournament, kind of for newbie magic players. And I was it was great because I got to enter with my four-digit DCI number, whereas most people have a nine or ten-digit DCI number. So everybody thought I was some old expert at the game, and really it's just, no, I haven't played in forever, and I signed up eons ago. I was a member of the DCI when it costs money to be a member of the DCI. Yeah, that's all magic terminology. If you don't know what I'm talking about, don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. Um, Point is, I kick butt at magic by exploiting people dropping out. Okay, I'll shut up now. All right, thank you, and what PAX was awesome, and we stayed in a hotel next door, and that's totally the way to do it, because you don't have to, like, drive home for an hour after um, the convention or an hour early before the convention, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, the end. Um, yep, that was PAX, and we'll have um, lots of video coverage coming. Yes. Um, let's see. Someone's complaining. Twitch is twitchy. Checking my drop frame count. No, we're fine. All right. And we should talk about what we've been playing. Um, first off, let's get Anna and me to stop talking for a little bit. Uh, Phil, have you been playing anything the past couple weeks? I'm playing this new game. It's called Find the Mute Button on the Microphone. That's a good I game. I won! Good for you. Woohoo! I feel good for you. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's an awesome little game. Well, uh, Shirley and I have been playing Divinity Original Sin. Ooh, that's a game you know, I want to be playing. Yeah, I'm telling you, that, that game is aptly named because you're going to feel like you're downright sinning the way it just keeps pulling you back in and taking you away from doing stuff you probably should be doing instead. Mm. 
it's 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 like every time we get like a weekend day or something, even when we get home at night, she's like, can we play Divinity now? Can we play Divinity now? I'm like, OK, but I really should do, you know, X, Y, Z. I've got to you know, I'm in budget season at work and stuff. I'm super busy. But but come on, can't we play? I really should be working on. Oh, OK, fine. You know, so that, that's where it makes you sin. It should be called Divinity. It makes you sin instead of original sin. So have you been playing co-op? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It Anna just looks right up. The, yeah, Anna and I tried to do the co-op. The problem is that um, whoever starts conversation gets all the to- the conversation bubbles and can see the story that's being revealed, and the other person who didn't start the conversation doesn't. Yeah, if they're if you're like in the in the same room, you kind of see it bouncing over their head, and sometimes I have to tell Shirley not to click so fast. Sometimes the it isn't yeah it isn't perfect. Sometimes the text gets a little cut off or something. Um, if you're in a different room, because we oftentimes get Scooby-Doo syndrome and uh-huh. start separating into separate rooms. Oops. <laughs> yeah. And next thing you know, somebody else is talking to uh, an NPC and they're getting a little side quest on or something, uh, possibly even moving forward to storyline a bit. And, you know, you're on the, the other side of the world. Now, one of the cool things is we figured out is that early on in the game, you get these uh, special doohickey pyramids. You just keep them all one on each other, and you can instantly teleport to wherever the other person's at. Oh, that's a good idea. Okay. Yeah, it helps out. So if you're like, okay, I'm about to turn in this quest, you might want to be here to see this. Shoop! You know, that person can teleport and, and catch right back up to your side. Because, yeah, we, we do Scooby-Doo a lot. And it helps, like, even if you get in a battle. Uh, sometimes she's, uh, we've Scooby-Doo so far that one of us in, in, ends up in a fight. Uh, the other one's on the other side of town. So, of course, it's termites. I could wave from the run all the way over. But, nope, they just hit the little triangle and, boop, they're in the combat as well. So, it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, have you all talked about it on the on the RPG cast before? Yeah, but I, I like talking about that game. So, I have no it's, trouble doing more. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, for, for the two and a half people out there who maybe haven't heard about it yet, I mean, it's... It's it's got a lot of the dialogue RPG kind of options you remember from Baldur's Gate and a lot of those um, older RPGs. There's lots of NPCs to talk to, and you can go and discuss with them, and there will be a lot of choices. Um, the the uh, a lot of them have quests or side quests for you, and and it, it doesn't feel like. Um, you know, some of the newer new RPGs nowadays, you'll go and you'll get a quest and it'll show you exactly where to go and what to do to knock that quest out. And they, they all start feeling kind of same-ish like an, an MMO um, from time to time, depending on the game you're playing. But here, you know, the quests are all pretty, you know, a lot of them feel pretty different from, from one another. you got to actually read, you know, each and every one and figure out what it's asking of you and then, you know, start running around looking for it. Because there's not going to be a a highlighted place on the map to tell you exactly where to go um, to do X, Y, Z. I've gotten frustrated a couple of times. Like there was this one quest because I wasn't there when Shirley picked it up, but it ended up in my quest log. Um, there was a quest to go and uh, explore this this tower. These guys didn't want to go and do it, so you got to go explore the tower for them uh, and then come back and let them know so they can go and get credit. Well, we went to the tower. We fought a bunch of monsters there. We went inside. We there was two rooms in there. We we looked. At, you know, we looked around. There uh, they, apparently there was this uh, NPC down in the basement that you could talk to and surely talk to the NPC. I didn't talk to the NPC, so I didn't know what what choices she picked or whatever. She apparently didn't feel it was important enough I, to, to share a lot of the details with me, which you know, no big deal. So. 
I'm just I just want to knock out this quest and get off my quest log because it's starting to look like a um, uh, an Elder Scrolls Oblivion quest log. I got like 20 side quests now. I just want to get rid of some of these. Mm-hmm. So I go back and talk to the people. It's been explored. There's nowhere else to go in this tower. Let's turn it in. Well, the NPCs kept acting like. You know, they, they were still saying, let us know when you're done exploring the th- tower. Let us know when you're done exploring the tower. I'm like, but I went there and looked all around. There's nothing there. <laughs> so, um, you know, part of that, you know, what the deal was is after you told them they were going to go report to the commander. So I teleported all the way back to town where I knew the commander was at. Figure maybe I should talk to him first. Um, talked with him a little bit. There's a little more dialogue that wasn't there before since I had met the, the people who were he had sent out to the tower. But n- n- no big changes. Went back to people again. They're still like, go explore the tower. Go explore the tower. So I, I must have spent like 40 minutes going back and forth between everybody in that tower trying to figure out what we were missing. Um, looked up, uh, finally broke down, look up a website and talks about talking to that NPC in the basement. So I go down and talk to the NPC in the basement. And without reading too carefully what he was saying, I made sure to hit every single dialogue tree option. Right. Go back to the t- go back to the people on the outside. Thank you for exploring the tower. Yay! Yay. I'm like, R- really? I, w- w- the only difference was I talked to the NPC down there, which uh, which they don't even know about because it's that's uh, how it's you like advance those. plot in RPGs. What oh are you about? my gosh! Yeah, that's the only thing that drives me crazy. Sometimes there's that there's still that weird old school. You gotta you know do some of that uh, arbitrary stuff. They want to know stuff. that you've seen the plot point. Yeah, they want to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were sitting up there waiting on the outside. Um, but yeah, it, it's like cool. everybody get in your positions. Right. And the game will spank you if if you explore out too far um, before you take care of everything close to town. I mean, there are there are enemies that are significantly high enough level to totally kick your rear end. So but the game lets you save any everywhere. So there's never too big of a penalty. Uh, but the battles are tough. I, 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 there's just not a lot of easy battles in this game. It's one thing I was telling Shirley. It feels like one of my pen and paper campaigns that I'm running where there's just not a lot of uh, easy battles. It's it's a, one tough battle after another, and you do have to use the uh, the elements uh, and stuff to your advantage at all times, even including the consumables. Even, on, even if it's a non-boss battle, you better be ready to burn some consumables because, uh, yeah, these guys are tough. They don't play any games. Yeah, you're often outnumbered four to eight, four to ten. Ah, who cares? <laughs> it's like, dang, these guys are tough. So you're playing on normal. Yeah, we're playing on normal. So if you're easily frustrated, I would highly recommend playing on easy and calling it a day. I, I uh, hear that's some people say that's the way to do it. Yeah, it's it, I can understand why it's, it, you know, yeah, boy, uh, I like tactical combat, but it does get a little irritating when your fifth battle in a row, you've had your rear end handed to you, and you're pretty much sticking close to town, and da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, if you go out of town, you won't. You go too far outside, you'll run into enemies that are so high level, you don't even have a chance. Yeah, so, you, so for people starting Divinity, uh, you kind of want to hang around town until you get up to, like, level four before you go outside, um, and that you have all four party members, and then uh, yeah. then go. Don't don't go out with just two people at level two. You're gonna not be happy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so far, uh, Glenn. Uh, you know, I read Glenn's review on Divinity before I bought it, and I have to say, so far, he is he is just you know spot on. It is so good. In so many areas. The music is awesome. 
The graphics are just absolutely gorgeous. Of course, Shirley's a big fan because even though it uses 3D graphics, it's an isometric point of view. Shirley uh, is not a big fan of games that are like first person or third person perspective. So the fact that it's isometric is really good. And of course, nowadays, the graphics are so good. Even with 3D graphics, it looks as good as the detailed graphics back in the older days in the 2D, you know, from the, the better 2D games of those eras. Um, just, you know, you can see a lot of the charm and stuff, a lot of, a lot, a lot of humor built into the game. Um, there was a, there was a half, so the, the guards had captured this half orc lady, uh, towards the, oh, that, is that too spoilery? That's probably too spoilery. It's just, it's just so funny though. Yeah. You, you have to check out the half orc lady at the beginning of town. Yeah. She purrs like a cat. Okay. There, I said it. It's just so hilarious. It's kind of weird. It, it is funny, you know, and. She literally says, purr, 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 purr. She, yeah, you know, know sounds what's like going it. on with that. <laughs> oh, it's it's creepy as heck. And I apparently made the wrong decision and, and NPCs suffer the consequences. Oops. So whoops. Yeah. And that's the other thing about the game is that, you know, you can make you, your decisions do have an impact on on that world. And things do kind of sway to happen in real time. There's a ship that's burning. If you leave it there long enough, it burn up and sink and people will be very sad and upset that their livelihood just went to the bottom of the ocean Aww. um yeah you know find, but, but find the rain spell or hold on to it yeah find the rain spell and, and put it out and people will love you so uh and they'll cheer you on and stuff and it's really neat how the people react to what you do uh instead of just sit there with an exclamation over mark over their head and say hey yay thank you here's your 20 gold now go away nothing's changed <laughs> You know, so, yeah, they just they just did a really, really good job on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll also tell you a little piece of advice is depending on how much you want to st- see. The game only has two um, NPCs that can join your group. Now, now, later on, you can get different other NPCs to join your group that other players have made, from what I understand, in the Hall of Heroes. Okay. But the but the game itself ships with two NPCs and they're going to have more personality than anything you get out of the Hall of Heroes because They've got pre-scripted, you know, dialogue and voice acting and stuff like that. So, but the problem get, is, I don't like their builds. Well, yeah, that's that's the that's you know that this is where we get into this point. It's like if you're one of those people, it's like, gosh, I really want to experience all the RP this game has to offer and all the voice acting and everything else. You're going to want to carry these two NPCs, but they are built a certain way. So after like getting to level eight, which is my inclination after giving a level eight, I'm like, you know what? I've got too much double coverage because I happen to build a tanky and surely built the wizardy type of character. And mm-hmm. it overlaps too much with these two other guys. So we're missing out on optimization opportunities because yep. we really don't have a rogue or a, a different focus spellcaster in the group. So, you know, where we're talking about, I, uh, res- I surely says she found a way to respect on an FAQ or something. Cause I'm about to ready to hit the reset button. But, yeah, the other option would just be going to the Hall of Heroes and you can pay for other people's made NPCs or whatever have you to join your party. Have you tried that, Chris? Um, I've gone through the list, but I didn't have the gold at the time. I hadn't mm. learned that I'm supposed to steal everything out of that city and sell it to merchants in order yeah. to fund my adventures. Um, yeah. And now I need to go back because I've been doing that. Steal yeah, all the artwork. I've- yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, so many things in this game immerses you into the experience but you're right if you don't steal everyone's stuff that isn't nailed down it's really hard to get the funds to do most of the stuff that you want to do in this game so because because laurel knows there's there's only set encounters there's not random encounters really um there's only so many fights that are out there they're not that numerous they're just super tough 
they don't drop a whole bunch of stuff. So unless you're a thief in the making and um, you don't even have to have a lot of points in pickpocketing or anything like that. You just use some old school thieving well, methods. Have you been pickpocketing? Really Shirley has been. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. She's pretty much sold on the whole what you just said. I have to steal everything to be rich. Therefore, that is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Because Shirley's from Indonesia. And anybody who knows Indonesians, especially Indonesian women, oh, knows that they have to, to be racist, rich. racist, isn't it? Mm, it's okay. I'm married to one. So if okay. I say it's perfectly okay. Oh, is that how that it, works? Okay. I would call you a racist. Right. But I, I'm married to a Canadian, so it's okay to say that they all like to live in igloos. Right. But if right. I had said that, that would have been racist. Right. Because I'm okay. not married to a Canadian. Got it. Okay. I didn't, I didn't know. All right. All right. All right. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. No, no is problem. Is that all you've been playing? Uh, let's see here. A little bit more Dragon Warrior uh, 3 as I'm trying to squeeze off the time to get that done. My goal is to have that done by the end of September. That's why I had written down. But uh, I just about to hit level 20. Most of my characters got a, so here's a little little frustrating tidbit for those of you who ever go back and dive to, to play these things. You know, Dragon Warrior games have always had really interesting methods for coming up with how your stats go up. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, I don't even pay attention. When I play Dragon Warrior 4 or whatever have you, the characters for the most part have predetermined stat growth. And if I found a strength seed, I'd give it to the fighter and, and think two boohoos on exactly how the math works or whatever. In Dragon Warrior 3, though, you can change your classes. And when you change your classes, it takes your stat, which you can't do usually until level 20. It'll take all your stats, cut them in half, and bam, you're level 1. Right. Now, you're still going to have higher stats than level 1 character because you, you've had plenty of stat growth over 20 levels. Well... One of the interesting little tidbits, it says it right there in the instruction book or, or right on the front page of one of the facts I read, is that if you pick a jester or a, what's called a goof-off, depending on your translation, uh, that class is really cool because it's the only class that can class change to a sage without using the sacred book. And there's only one sacred book in the game, so if you don't have any goof-offs, you can only ever change one of your characters to a sage. Uh, if you have a goof-off, then you could change two people, the goof-off and one of the other guys. So it seems like Goof Off would be the natural choice to pick if you want to have a couple of sages in your party. Well, it's the only way, really. But you think that would, you know, that would make a good character. I guess. Well, yeah. Well, the Goof Off, uh, the Goof Off uh, stat growth is pretty much he's focused on luck. He doesn't do what you want to do in combat, but every time he levels up, he gets a bucket ton of luck. So by the time level 20, he's got like 100 luck. He's got like 30 everything else or 40 everything else, whatever. No big deal. Uh, I just survived getting him to 20. I'm happy. So I go ahead and I change him to Sage. All the stats get halved. Except, you know, his luck is still pretty darn high. Everything else is high, but, you know, not super high, whatever. Well, as I got up to level 8 or 9 back to Sage with him, I noticed something. He wasn't getting any new magic points at all. And and so he's quickly falling behind the bell curve of what a level 10, 12, whatever character should have for magic points. This is starting to frustrate me. I'm feeling like something's missing here. I'm totally missing the boat on something. He can only cast five spells and he's out of magic points. This kind of starting to suck. So I read an FAQ and it turns out what Dragon Warrior does is it has in its little bunny brain uh, how many, you know, strength and intelligence and everything you should have at each given level for a class. And so if you're already higher than that because you used the seeds that you found in the world or because you did a class change or whatever have you, it gives you your, your cha- your, your, you get randomly reduced stat increases during level up. You may not get any at all in that particular area. To make matters even worse, you only get more magic points when your wisdom intelligence stat goes up. So if it's already a high number and it doesn't go up because it's high – 
uh, and you're above the bell curve, guess what? You're never going to get any more magic points until, you know, you finally catch up with what it thinks the average of your class should be. Oh, it's just like, what kind of system is this? So basically, this character as a caster is permanently gimped because I changed him from a goof off to um, to uh, to a sage. Uh, yeah, yeah, Phil wasn't too because as a goof off, he wasn't he wasn't getting hardly any magic points, but he was getting decent intelligence growth. Now that he's a sage, he's got half of kind of sucky magic points, so they're pretty low. But he's never getting any increases because his intelligence is already too high for his level. It's stupid and frustrating, especially. What strength quest is this? Three. Three. Okay. Is yeah. there like a way that you're supposed to do this to make it work right? Well, uh, you know, the, the instruction book, of course, was pretty anemic. You would never know no, any of this by the instruction book, but from the FAQ, yeah, you kind of, um, you 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 you're kind of okay going with a, like a fighter who doesn't get much intelligence growth, anyways, and then you switch him over. Um, if you go with a wizard who switches over to a but sage... But there's no he, way to use the goof-off to switch over. Yeah, which is frustrating because the goof-off is the main way of getting a sage outside well, of the one you, you can change from, from like, a sacred book. You can't go with like a mage to a goof-off and then do a sage or something like that? Yeah, you could, but but you're, if you do mage first, then your magic points get halved when you go to a goof-off and oh, you're probably not going to get any more. And then okay. it goes half again when you turn to... Oh, jeez. Yeah, so, this system's crazy. It is. It's that's that's my frustration is it's that's a little bit crazy. And in reading some forum posts, it turns out that what some people do is they just don't even bother with the class changing system. They just pick their classes off at the beginning and, and just go with it, go with it. <laughs> the main the main benefit of changing classes, if you're not terribly concerned with magic points for whatever reason, is that you do get to keep the spells from your previous class that you had learned so far. So I do have uh, – so what I did is I reset the game. I reloaded back to where he was still a goof off. And what I did instead was made him a merchant. And merchant gets a few unique spells that only merchants get. Then uh, – and he's leveling a lot faster because you know merchants have easy experience point tables. Mm-hmm. Then I'll change him to uh, rogue or a thief or whatever the heck it's called because they also have some unique spells. Neither of these spells are spells you're using – or none of their spells are spells you're using in combat. They're more utility spells that the wizards and the may, uh, clerics and whatever just don't get. So he can be low magic point, weird spell person that hits things with a pointy stick. And eventually I'll change him back to a fighter or a barbarian that can do good melee damage. But, uh, yeah, it is a little frustrating that that's nowhere intuitive, that's nowhere explained. And even after reading some FAQs, it's a little difficult to wrap your head around. So good old old school early, the first one of the first games that had job class changing, I guess they were just they 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 were. Yeah, they probably overthought the whole thing uh, when they were trying to come up with how do we let them change classes without becoming super overpowerful with all that stat growth? Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. So hmm. go figure that one out. So yeah, he's a merchant now. The other characters are almost up to 20. He was, I guess the the goof-off hit 20 a lot earlier than everybody else. They also have an easy experience point table. So the dungeons are pretty well designed. I mean, I'm enjoying the dungeons. I'm enjoying going around the uh, the areas and fighting things. Uh, fought this uh, Hydra-looking Tiamat uh, rip-off five-headed dragon deal, and he kicked my ass the first time and had to go back to town, heal, and, and come back and take him back on and got him the second time. So... Um, I, I really am. I, I can see why people like it so much. A lot of different locations, um, a lot of different, uh, well-designed dungeons, much, much better designed than the first and second game. Um, not so many traps that you feel like 
uh, that are just designed just to frustrate you. They, they just, most of them are much more straightforward. Um, I had my, I had my little frustrations with the man eating chest early on, but now I've got a spell that lets me see the man eating chest before they eat me. So yeah, the man eating chest in these games, Dragon Warrior games, boys and girls, they play for keeps those mimics or whatever they're called. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness gracious. Boy, you stick your arm in a chest and you ain't getting it back. (laughs) It belongs to Mr. Treasure Chest now. Shoot. And uh, I got to be getting close to the end of Shin Megami's Hensei's Strange Journey. I had to fly out to Miami. I put some more time into it. Good grief, that last dungeon is long. So that's that's part of the game? You have to fly to Miami to to get further on? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much, because that's the only time I get to play my DS nowadays if I'm not working out. But... Boy, oh boy, yeah, I'm on the sixth floor of that one. And then it just keeps getting more and more evil with the with the dungeon design. Speaking of frustrating dungeon designs, um, it, the the design now on the like the fifth or sixth floor of this last, I think it's the last dungeon, is you know, it looks like uh it looks like floor that's hovering up in space. Mm-hmm. So you, you you can see the tiles where you're allowed to walk, and if you try to walk off the tiles, it generally gives you it goes <clears throat> like you're hitting a wall. Um, you know, like an invisible wall to keep you from falling to your death type of deal. So I explored all that floor and everything, and it seemed to hit a dead end. And I'm like, huh, wait, what's what's the deal here? So I went back to old school mode and hit every single quote unquote wall, which were, you know, which is me looking at the edges of the abyss. And at some point, suddenly floor started appearing in front of me. So it's just it's just it's just insidious. Um, you, yeah, in that game, every time you walk into a hallway, you have to keep touching every single wall and you know trying to walk through it because you just don't know which walls are, which walls are. Re- I don't even know why they bother drawing the walls. Well, <laughs> that's what they did. but it's like there's why no even bother clues whatsoever, huh? No, there's that's you just literally in this last dungeon, you really are left to to pressing your cursor up against every single wall. I don't even look at the top screen, which has the, you know, the 3D graphics or whatever, uh, you know, the 3D looking dungeon. I look at the bottom screen with the mini map and I just watch my carrot down there. So it's like I'm playing an 8-bit game of find the secret walls. Uh, So, yeah, somebody thought that was an awesome idea. Um, I was pretty proud of myself for beating. Uh, there's a really tough boss in there, Jimenez. Um, he he was kicking my ass the first time, two times, three times. Um, and I think after the fourth time, I looked at a fact and what they were recommending was just beyond my capabilities without grinding a whole ton. Basically, basically in Shimigami Tensei Strange Journey. you have to pick demons out. Uh, You have to get demons and fuse demons to round out your party. So you're a human uh, and your skills are based on your weapons. Um, You know, whether or not you can do fire damage or lightning damage or physical damage is complete. And what you're immune to is completely dependent upon your equipment, but your demons, it's just based on which demons you picked up. And each demon has different weaknesses and strengths. So the FAQ had recommended this particular demon layout that I had no access to. And Shimigami Sensei Strange Journey, if your friend has a demon that you don't have, they can actually go into the game and get an old Nintendo-style 32-character code. They can pull up the code for that monster, write it down on a piece of paper or screenshot for you, whatever, hand it to you. You can type it into your DS, and then you can purchase that demon for for currency oh or you could type those codes into an faq couldn't you 
Or you can type in FAQ, which is what this guy did. <laughs> God bless his heart. The problem is, is it will cost you an arm, leg, and a firstborn. Uh, I have been grinding well, a lot. If that- you go kill those mimic chests, there's plenty of arms and legs in there that you could use. <laughs> Good one, Chris. <laughs> That's where I'll find all those arms and legs mm-hmm. and firstborn that I need to yeah. pay my bills. Uh, and I have been grinding up a bit. I, I knew after the first time I fought Jimenez, I'm like, I'm going to grind up a couple of levels, which right now I'm like level 71. So each level takes hours to grind up at this point. Um, but I went and did that while I was on the treadmill and grinded up uh, a couple of levels, got up to 73. And um, he still kicked my butt. So and I still didn't have enough gold. I think I might have had just enough gold to buy one of the three demons he, he was recommending. But at that point, of course, when you're, the higher level you are, the more options you have for fusing your demons because you can only okay. fuse demons up to your level. OK, so it'll gray out any option that would result in a demon higher than your level. So now I have more options. So I played around with them for a bit. I found a couple of new options. Uh, that I had not seen before. I chose those. I lo- I got them a little bit higher level, and and uh, and I picked out. Uh, I must have had like six new demons, but I picked out a team of three that I felt uh, were good against. Would be theoretically good against a, a boss character, uh, char- uh, monsters with buffs and or demons with buffs and debuffs and things like that that you want uh, for this guy, especially since he seems to buff himself during a fight. Uh, and sure enough, it worked. I was so happy. I was like, yeah, I came up with my own strategy and it worked. And that's a great sense of accomplishment. Wee, it just took forever. But yeah, so I got past him and now I'm in the dungeon where you, you know, you just, you have to keep touching every single invisible wall that's not really there. So that sounds, um, that sounds like real compelling gameplay there. It, it is. Uh, yeah. If you just, it, I mean, you know, find the, find some of these bosses and getting through them and figuring out is pretty good accomplish you know gives you a sense of accomplishment and you know grinding up to them a bit and stuff and that's pretty cool but dang these walls man whoever whoever woke up one day also and just decided hey you know rooms that are completely pitch black dark that don't show up on your mini map at all that's an awesome game play design decision i I think you're getting mad at the wrong people let's get mad at the people who invented walls who invented walls (laughs) They, they should know better why are we closing off society come on everything should be open Open to the to the elements, to the outside, to exploration. Come on now. Yeah. Played some uh, Super Mario 64 on my DS. I skipped that one way back in the day. I don't <laughs> like Super Mario 64. Okay. I'm, thank you for that confirmation because I was just beginning to think, really? Am I the only one? I mean, I, must have, I played like 16, 17 stars. It wasn't like I tried it for two minutes and gave up. But yeah, it isn't, it isn't, uh, it isn't fun to me. Like I think the it's new, boring. You know, Okay, so it's not just me. Okay, all right. I feel better now, Chris. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm kind of getting. Uh, it's cute. I get it. I, I don't care for. Uh, it seems like some of the. So you're supposed to go into these worlds or paintings and collect stars. Uh, some most stars are only revealed once you've completed certain objectives. Those objectives are hinted at as you go into each painting. It'll it'll have like a title. And that title has a hint as how do you get to next door? Like beat the penguin to the bottom of the mountain. Okay, let me go find a penguin. I'll challenge him to a race and I'll race him to the bottom of the mountain. And if I beat him, I get the star. Okay, some of this stuff's pretty easy to figure out. Some of the clues, not so easy to figure out. Um, some of the ones are easy to figure out, but you're looking all over God's creation for how to fulfill like the one get eight red coins or whatever. I'm looking all over for that last red coin. Could, could not find that darn red, red evil red freaking freaking coin. So, oh, and then, and then I think you one stars in every world for collecting all 100 gold coins, which good luck with that one, boys and girls. That, 
that's where the completionist out there. Um, and so, you know, once I get too frustrated with the world because I can't get whatever star because whatever reason, um, and I hate the whole. I I, I just I I'm not a big fan of the whole fine. You have to find stuff to move forward aspect. It's it's not fun in RPGs. It's not fun in platformers. I like the original Mario. There's a goalpost at the end. Find a way to get to it. If you happen to find a secret warp pipe on the way that's hidden, that's great. It's not required. There's a goalpost. God bless you. You know, so but here it's never as easy as just getting to a goalpost. It's really you got to figure out what the what the hidden objective is and whatever have you. So uh, and there's just some board like I got stuck in Boo's Haunted Mansion or whatever it's called. And dang nabbit, I can't figure out what they're expecting me to do there. I, I just without going to an FAQ, which I haven't done yet. I mean, this is they've changed this with like 3D World and 3D Land, right? So I mean, yeah. they've gotten away from that design style. Well, I, I know. I mean, I played the new Super Mario's, uh, new Super Mario Brothers on the DS and the 3DS. And I pretty much like those. And uh, oh, and that yeah, that new one. You're right. That new three. There are some with those. I, I think with the new Super. Oh God, I get these names confused. The new Super Mario World, whatever the one new that was Super on Mario 3DS. Brothers is the 2D uh-huh. platform ones. All right, and what's the 3D 3D one? 3D World and 3D Land is the 3DS one and the Wii U one that are in. You know, they're a full 3D world like Super Mario 64 is. Ah, uh, that, that three. Yeah. The, the one on the three DS that used all the 3d graphics. Yeah. That yeah. was pretty, That's 3D I land. think that was pretty much get to the end, but you had to have so many coins, I think to get to the, get through the next castle. Okay. So sometimes you'd have to go back to the previous worlds and usually the, 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 those that you had to find the big golden coins, you could see them. It was a matter of figuring out how to get to them. I was frustrated by one or two of those. I'd have to watch a Let's Play video or something like that. There was this one coin that was floating beneath this chunk of land that if you try to jump in it, you'd hit the ceiling of where that land was at and immediately fall into a pit. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't figure that one out for life. And he finally watched a Let's Play, and uh, it showed uh, the, the guy Mario grabbing a turtle shell. And you throw a turtle shell at the coin. It never occurred to me to use a thrown turtle shell as a way to collect a coin. Mm. So, uh, yeah, a couple of those. But, yeah, it wasn't nearly as frustrating as 3D World where it seems like everything's based around this premise of, you know, trying to figure out these weird secrets and stuff. So, yeah. Okay, I'm glad to know I'm not the only one that's that the original Super Mario, whatever the heck it's called, 64, whatever's driving me a bit crazy. And I'm thinking about just moving on. Thank you, Chris. I feel validated. You're welcome. In my opinion, I'm watching now. a speed run of it, and they've uh, <laughs> gotten two stars so far since you've been talking. Since I've been talking, about to get yeah. the third one. Um, if I keep talking, he'll beat the game. Uh, well, it takes him. I hope not, because it's like an hour and forty to get all, all 120. So if, if wow. you talk, please don't talk that long. Wow, he got all 120, and holy cow! It, I spent like over an hour just in Boo's Castle. Yeah, and I didn't even get a star. Well, these guys have practiced a lot and know a lot of cheaty techniques to get through things. So, huh. yeah. fascinating. An hour and 49 minutes, 120 stars. Yeah, mm. using the Japanese version because the text goes by a little bit faster. Yeah, <laughs> this probably isn't even a record run. This is just a speed run on YouTube. So. The, the record's probably lower. <laughs> Good grief. Oh, here's one. 148.50. Yeah. So, so that, yeah. Uh, all right. So, <laughs> Alex, let's talk to you. What have you been playing? Uh, um, I think the game I've most been playing this week is Madden. Madden? <laughs> really? Yeah. What version? Uh, PS4. Cool. I didn't yeah, think. Well, basically. You're, but you're English. Why would you play American football game? 
Yes, I like American football. Oh, okay. I didn't it's know that was allowed. I thought that was illegal there. Yeah, it's more fun than our football. Yeah. <laughs> the actual sport is, anyway. Mm. I've basically been playing with my Jacksonville Jaguars team. And Now, how do yeah. you pick Jacksonville? Uh, mostly because they're the team that has the sort of agreement to play here for three years. Ah, okay. <laughs> so they, they, yeah, I think last year was the first year they came over, and then they're coming over again this year and next year. Okay. So usually I pick the Chargers, but I decided to change this time. Okay. Yeah. Are you are you playing seasons? Or do you play any online leagues, or how do you play? No, I'm, I'm just basically playing the sort of franchise mode on my own at the moment. So. Okay. Hmm. I that. I think I'm two. I'm two into it at the moment. So that's. So is this a better. better version of Madden this year than last year? Yeah, I think it's a little different. I like all the stuff they've done with the defensive controls, so it's not actually really boring to play defense. And I quite like all the broadcast stuff they've added in. They've got a sort of a lot more of sort of random tickers and stuff that and graphics that just sort of provide you, pointless but uh, interesting bits of information. You like the shiny, huh? I do like the shiny. And I like all the cam. They've got fancy new camera angles as well. I have to know. Um, do you do Ultimate Team? I do not do Ultimate Team. Ah, uh, okay. So you don't spend eight thousand dollars on your Madden. No. Movie. Okay, that's probably good. I, I can never be bothered with Ultimate Team. You have to do all the stuff with the contracts and that just nah, not interesting ah okay (laughs) (laughs) I've been thinking about picking up Madden but I don't have anyone to play against and just doing franchise on my own would not hold my interest so um, I could play against you I guess but I don't know (laughs) if that would work out well you sound like you're too good Um, yeah well, we'll see. <laughs> I've, I've been having to sort of play around with the sizes a bit to try and get a correct balance because otherwise I sort of keep getting to a bit where I'll either absolutely trance the opposition or they'll absolutely trance me. Mm. And I need to find some middle ground. Okay. Uh, I, and I am worried I would get into Ultimate Team or something, but you know, I think I would like Ultimate Team more if you didn't have to actually play games. <laughs> it's like if it was just this collecting card RPG without like the uh, the actual football game in the middle. <laughs> uh, I can see that. So you always get, you keep getting you keep getting by the booster packs and yeah, and even have shinies and stuff like that. But then what are you doing it for if you're not playing the game with your team? And oh, then it gets all stupid. I don't yeah. know. I think football games take so long to play. I don't... Whatever. Yeah. Um, have you oh, been playing anything else? The, oh, oh, no, I just prefer the franchise mode for American football because at least the seasons are short. Mm. I, played the, I used to play them with the, like, the five-minute quarters. That made the games much faster. That would help, I guess. Yeah, yeah I guess I could do that. Can you yeah. do that in franchise mode or is there a minimum quarter length? No, no, you can change that to however you like because you get to be commissioner of your own. Ooh. Things you can, you can I've decided things. all games will be four minutes long. <laughs> I was about to say you just changed all the league rules and everything. Decided no more penalties. You guys just just go at it. Go ahead and rough the kicker. It's encouraged. We've been, we've been holding you back. <laughs> just play the game. NFL slowly devolves into WWE wrestling. Oh, they the tried ball. that already. It was called the XFL. It didn't go so well. Mm. Hey, don't they still do arena football? Yes. That is not like the XFL. <laughs> Do they make a game out of that? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I'm not aware of one. Huh. But <laughs> We're up to eight stars now, Phil. Nice. Eight stars. That, that, see, level. 
they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna get in 12 minutes what took me oh about four and a half hours on that one flight (laughs) to get to well you played the 3ds version or the ds version rather the ds version and my hand you know i didn't realize the strain it was putting on my left wrist it hurt for like three days afterwards oh my gosh yeah so uh be careful (laughs) <laughs> when playing Super Mario 64 on your just, DS. I just say be careful of N64 games at all. Just avoid. <laughs> yeah, this is true. This is true. Is it really an N64 game that's worth going back to? I don't know about that. Uh, you know, I, the only one that, can, that immediately comes to mind is, is that, I've, I, that I've ever gone back and played and enjoyed is Ogre Battle 64. Mm. But you're right. There's very precious few. And I had an N64. There's just few these. You're right. There's very few that... I could say other than Ogre Battle 64, I can't think of any ones that I'm jumping and chomping at the bit to get back to. And I love retro gaming. Okay. You love retro gaming. And and I love retro gaming, but 64 was a dark, dark era. You you also like having fun, thus knowing 64. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I think it was the – oh, there was was Zelda 64, but now I can play that on the 3DS. So And it's a lot better on the 3DS. Play it on the 3DS. Yeah. I, that's a game that bored me on the N64, and I had to come back to it later. I wasn't old enough for that game, um, is, is I had, my determination. I did have to fact it a couple of times, which was a bit of a downer, but I mean... Well, I had to do that even on the 3DS version, but that was just to save like a bazillion hours of time. But Yeah, yeah. No, so I mean, yeah, it wasn't perfect um, at all. I don't think it captured me like the, the, the Zelda on the NES or the... Um, Link to the past, but uh, it was pretty cool. There are people who don't that. think the original Zelda is a good game anymore; that it doesn't hold up, and I think they're so wrong. Like the NES Zelda still holds up today and is a perfectly playable, awesome game. In it my is. Opinion. Oh, it absolutely is. And like uh, Michael, it, Michael will will argue with me on that one, and it's like, oh man, I could just sit down and play the original Zelda right now. It's just so fun. Well, and look, all you have to do is look at all the the Zelda ripoff, you know, action RPGs kind of ripoff clones that we have today that are doing pretty well. I mean, people do still like that format. Why wouldn't you want to go back and play the original one that started all off that you know, it did such a good job of it? It wasn't mm. it wasn't like Dragon Warrior one that was, you know, Dragon Warrior one wasn't super awesome. <laughs> it's just known as one of the first RPGs that are out there. So when you go back and you play, you're playing it purely for understanding its place in history. Yeah. But the first Zelda was incredibly well done. Uh, it's it's you know it, I don't I hesitate to call it an RPG, but the reason why I do call it an RPG is because it drew me into that world. I mean, it you know it was just the music was great, the the big huge world, the puzzles that had to be solved were uh, were actually for the most part pretty not too too difficult to figure out and stuff. I didn't get frustrated with it. I did have to use a fact or the Nintendo Power Magazine is what we called it back in the day to. I don't know how people figured out that last dungeon on their own, uh, where it was at, where you had to bomb that one side of the mountain. Oh, but, <laughs> yep. <laughs> but but Shirley assures me that her fan they didn't have Nintendo Power in Indonesia, and they uh-huh. just figured it out. And they figured it out. Hmm. So that's I, I you know I, I would say I would if you had talked to me a few years ago I would have told you my one criticism about it was I think it was too hard to get through without the Nintendo Power Guide. Yeah. Uh, but but Shirley assures me. That there are plenty of people who have done it because they did it in Indonesia. Mm. So, yeah. Indonesia now, sounds like a strange and magical place. It is. Could you imagine that? I couldn't imagine that they got through this uh, second quest that way, though. No. <laughs> there is way more. It's one more of those hits. games that was designed for you to talk about with friends. 
Yeah, true, true that, true that. And and, and the fact that it had a whole second, I mean, that was mind blowing. Oh my gosh, you beat the game the first time. And I can't remember, did it automatically take a second quest or you had to talk to a friend to figure out the type in Zelda is the name. But uh, uh, no, but, I think it just automatically let you play the second quest after you beat it, and then doing the Zelda as the name skips you there. Yeah, okay, yeah, that was just oh my gosh, that was huge. That was just wow, <laughs> wow, that was right. great. I mean, they didn't have to do that; they could have stopped no, they with the first. Yeah. They they didn't, and oh my goodness. So I see, I see a lot of people still. Uh, there's a lot of like hack Zelda games out there where they've taken the source code and they've made a whole new world and stuff like that. A whole and, new world. Yeah. I'm like, well, go back and play the second world. <laughs> if Unless you beat it already, I suppose. Uh, they probably have by now. They probably have, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's why they're making another, yeah. 12, 12 stars, by the way, now. And uh, let's see. Oh, how enough do we get there from oh, Madden? I don't know. Anna, um, <laughs> what have you been playing, Anna? Um, I started and finished Plus. Plus. So, oh, on the Vita. Yes. So that was a game we downloaded on the Vita. And I started it slightly before PAX, like the day before PAX. And then I was really sick through most of PAX. So every day I had a couple of hours to play some games. And so I finished Mirror in a week, mm-hmm. maybe 10 days. It was good. I got way further than I did in my first playthrough on the PlayStation 3. Cool. Yes. Did you get the best ending? Um, no. I got the best ending from me. There okay. is no quote unquote best ending. There's a perfect ending, but not everybody likes it. Uh. Okay. So, so did everyone die off? Because if you did, that would be a bad ending. <laughs> um, why is no, it referred I did not as, fail. Why is the one people don't like referred to as a perfect ending? Because you get everything done. Oh. It's the last thing required for a platinum trophy. Okay. Hmm. But people don't like the story of the ending. Um, Interesting. Not universally. I okay. like the ending that I got because I got to brew the potion of youth. Oh, boy. Crazy. Yep. <laughs> so we're waiting for Rorona to be on sale at Thanksgiving, and then I will download and play that. Well, you think it's going to be on sale? Oh, yeah. Okay. Because it's been out for a few months now. So a Christmas or Thanksgiving price, temporary price drop would not surprise me. That's a long time to wait. I thought you wanted to finish all those games. I do. Um... But I have so many 3DS things coming out, mm-hmm. and I have PC things coming out, which is yep. really unusual. Yep. So um, this week, um, I've been playing Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright. Ah. Yay. And Yay, I play it with the head. Got <sighs> Objection. I hate Luke's voice. I hate Luke's voice. It sounds like a girl. It's probably because it is. Well, yes, and this is the argument that I had with Chris. The thing is, is that it shouldn't Bart be. Simpson is voiced by a girl, but it still sounds like a boy. And yeah. I'm pretty sure that the previous Luke VA was also a girl, since most young boys are VA'd by girls, but his previous VA did not sound like a girl. Yeah. I'm trying to remember, because I know... 
his voice is the same person who voices Mark Evans in the Inazuma games. <laughs> really? Yeah. Interesting. Because that really, well, in the European Inazuma games, of course, because that really sort of stuck with me when I did it. <laughs> um, the only Inazuma games I've played are the European ones. Okay, yeah, that'll be the same one. <laughs> <laughs> so I know exactly who you're talking about. That's interesting. I don't remember having that complaint in Inazuma. Or I guess Inazumer. Yeah. Well, Inazuma just distracts with complete bonkers. Yeah, yeah. So um, I also downloaded the Theater Rhythm demo. I haven't had a chance to play it yet. Um, and I'm going to have lots to say and things I'm going to play this week, so... What's next? I don't even know. Uh, let's see. We're up to 14 stars. Um, okay, where did this go? Uh, other browser. No. Hey, should I do MMO in a minute? Sure. Why not? Go for it. You going to time me? No. You should. Okay. Okay, ready? Yes. Go. WoW players can now check out the feature short for Gromash Hellscream. That's Garrosh's daddy and the guy who just screwed up everything by drinking all the blood. It's available on Joystick and um, WoW.com and like 80 million other sites. Um, Destiny confirms remote play to the PS Vita will be available at launch. Sweet? Not so sweet? Uh, you guys are going to have to tell us. Um, absolutely everybody who played Moonrise at PAX freaking loved it. So if you want a Pokemon MMO, watch for this coming to mobile devices in early 2015. The Pathfinder. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, Moonrise. Oh. Yes. Pathfinder oh. Online early enrollment has been delayed one week to September 22nd and will be done in three separate waves. Read more about it at goblinworks.com. Wakfu is coming to Steam on September 18th. Dofus and Wakfu are no longer published by Square Enix. Does that actually matter to people? Um, Warframe is now available on the Xbox One. So if you want to play Ninjas in Space, which we have discussed previously on the podcast, you can do so on your Xbone. Disclaimer. I do their PR. Oh, is that it? That was like exactly a minute. Yeah, that's what I was shooting for. Well, no, I mean, but you did it. Yay! I'm not used to you achieving what you what your goals are. Dun, 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 dun. Yay. That's funny. Okay. Uh, what, 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 oh, we should talk about feedback. We have the feedback this year. Yay. We have the feedback. Oh, really? That's kind of weird. Um, I, oh, that's cool. What's the feedback? Ah, Azilis writes in, Pushmo is actually called Pull Blocks in Europe, so it's funny to hear Anna comment that it should have been called Pulmo. Um, let's see. Also talks about uh, playing Gotus, was initially interested, but it just doesn't look compelling enough, even on PC, where there are no microtransactions. Uh... <laughs> Lots of clicking. And let's see. Victor writes in, says, Blizzard recently released a short story called Hell Scream that answers your questions in the podcast. Anna just talked about it. In... No, the video's new. The sh- the Previously, it was a written story. Oh, okay. So there's both. All right. And it takes five to ten minutes to read. There's a link on here, which you just go search for it on Blizzard's WoW site. I'm sure it's up there. And that's it for feedback. There were no letters. What's up with that? What's up with that? Because we were going to be gone for two weeks. Well, yes, we were. I told people. They had to write in with their PAX impressions. And they didn't do it. Slackers! 
That's what I say. Um, ah, okay. Cool. So that's cool. And sorry, I'm setting up something else here. Uh, that's it for the feedback. If you'd like to contribute feedback to the show, we got a few ways for you to do it. First off, podcast at rpgamer.com is the email address. Just email right there and we'll get your letter and read it on the show. You can also send us an audio file of a recording of your voice or a segment that you recorded, like uh, remember those Zoltan segments, stuff like that. And uh, that works. Um, additionally, uh, you can also call us at 608-729-4098, leave a voicemail there, or you can go over to our forums at board.rpgamer.com and leave a post right on there. And uh, that's the way to get in on the show. Um, and let's see what else we got here. Ah, we've got some news, everybody. Let's get into the news. So first off. Alex like wrote all these stories. By the way, he was on <laughs> fire this week. Thanks, Alex. No, I was mostly the only person around, but yeah, <laughs> he was the only one there. Ha ha! Oh no, I sound like Will Smith. Ha ha! All right, so Persona protagonists hope to cue the excitement. What? So there's tra- trailers for Persona Q that we posted up. Yay, go watch those and see more Persona Q trailers. Uh, it took me like two minutes to think of that title. Okay. Well, good job, I guess. All right. <laughs> this is the awful. All right. <laughs> Mind Zero is now on Steam Greenlight. Go vote for it. Oh, okay. I'll do that right now. Is that a conflict of interest? No. As gaming <coughs> journalists? <laughs> We're so not gaming journalists. <laughs> the definition of enthusiast breasts. I just said enthusiast breasts, didn't I? Enthusiast press. Oh. You're very enthusiastic about breasts. Uh, shut up. <laughs> Family show. <laughs> hey, Iowa State's in the lead on the football game. Yay. Yeah, There's that's not going to last long. Oh, no, look at that. They're they're beating a ranked team. That's amazing. Everyone thought they'd lose every week. All right. Wasteland 2 has... <gasps> Breaking a- news. What? Our Sakaguchi interview is up. <gasps> it's up! Yay! Where is it? Um, is it on the website? YouTube? Oh, it's not on the website yet? No, he wants us to look at the... Is it actually up then, or is it uh, only up if you have a membership? Um... Or <laughs> a login to manage the page? No, it's up, up. It's up, up? It's up, up. Cool. He wants us to read the whole thing? Watch the whole thing first? No. Oh my gosh, it just starts off with face palming, doesn't it? Wait, what? It's just... The first thing is Sakaguchi oh, rubbing his no, eye. Yeah, he's rubbing his <laughs> eye. Come on, that interview was early in the morning. The guy must have, like, jet lag. Like, whoa. I don't know how he did this, but it looks pretty. Go watch that over at youtube.com slash rpgamertotcom. All right, uh, we got another. We got a video up for Wasteland Two on the site now, um, showing off gameplay. Uh, anything cool in this video, Alex? Or did you just say like, "Oh, Wasteland Two gameplay, go"? Um, it's got the. Sort of, I think the leader of the Rangers is talking through all the character customization and stuff, and then just basically says, "Be tactical." Okay, that works. But, yeah, uh, it looks pretty interesting. I have access to this game. Why haven't I played it yet? I don't even know. All right, uh, saving throw. Uh, oh. It was what's going on here? So, oh, this is weird. Green Ronin is back in the land of fa- okay, okay, all right, all right. This is very dense. Excuse me for a second while I 
do the prep I should have done a little bit early. Or all right, uh, da, da, da. so a song of ice and fire is having an um oh is having more role playing stuff published for it. The Game of Thrones edition of the rules, um, a third and bo- final box set for the Dragon Age RPG is available for pre order. That's the pen and paper RPG. It's called. <laughs> There's a complete version of the game dubbed the Dragon Age Ultimate Edition with a complete content of all three box sets in one handy hardbound book, and that's in the work for the near future. So that's all from Green Ronin. Uh, Chaosium is doing some stuff with uh, a seventh edition of Call of Cthulhu. They showed it off at Gen Con in August. Um, There's a preview of a Horror of the Orient Express that they showed off there, so that's coming. And let's see... Uh, Shotguns and Sorcery is a fantasy noir. What does that mean? Fantasy noir. Um, it's being, it's a D20 based RPG. It's returning to shelves next summer after a fall crowdfunding campaign uh, with a new set of game mechanics. Cool. Uh, that's your pen and paper RPG news. Um, maybe Anna and I will have pen and paper RPG news in November when we get our little, no, I guess not. My pen and paper RPG news is this, is that the Pathfinder Adventure card game is intriguing, and you should go try it out and see if it's something you're into, because it's kind of different. It's like halfway between card deck building card game and pen and paper RPG. It's kind of weird. I got a, I got a friend who plays that with his uh, family almost on a weekly basis. They they find it quite compelling. You could do com- you could do campaigns and stuff. They're about to do season play. Like, they've got yeah. new uh, character decks coming out where you can do, like, Pathfinder Adventure Society stuff, which looks really fun. Um, okay. Alex, what's up with this? Natural Doctrine's been pushed back a week. Yes. Okay, thank I think you. you pretty, I think you pretty much covered it there. Oh, okay. It's been pushed back a week. <laughs> September 30th in North America now and October 3rd in Europe. Wheels is really excited. Because... Yeah, he's hating that game, isn't he? No, it means he can finish his review before it comes out. Oh, okay. I, I haven't heard good things from him on Twitter. Really? Mm. I think I think he's been most enjoying it. It's just yeah. it's just difficult. Oh, it was somebody yeah, else then. Somebody hard. was like just completely fed up with the game. Oh, I think that was that was Brad, wasn't oh, it? Oh, was it Brad? Okay, all right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is a difficult game. That is all I've heard that from everybody playing it. Yep. Yeah. I know it's been getting help from someone else over trying to formulate strategies for it. <laughs> so. All right. Are they delaying it a week to make it easier? No, they can't make any code changes at this point, can they? Um, All right, so Atlas... Oh, Shin Megami Tensei 4 has been delayed in Europe by a month due to some last-minute technical issues with the European version. Um, So now it'll be coming out in the eShop late October 2014. Of course, it's already out here in North America. Don't know what's taking so long in Europe. Um, Things broke. How does that happen? I... Because things break in translation. It's the same code. What what translation? It's Europe. It's in English. Yeah, but it's a completely different localization. Really? Yeah. They relocalized it. Of course, they relocalize everything. Not everything. Yes, we've had this discussion on the forums. So here's the deal. You can go from Europe to North America, and that's not an issue because the ESRB is much more accepting than Peggy and the other two boards that I never remember the name of. But if you want to go from the U.S. to Germany, number one, this is two different companies. It was Atlas and Ghostlight. So, yeah, no. This said Atlas. No, it was, yeah, Atlas is doing the um, European version. I thought European it was release. Ghostlight. Nope, Atlas. No. Okay. It was, it was oh. I think, it was, I think, Nice America, although they didn't actually announce it. I think that was just Nintendo 
Okay. Oh, that was Nintendo saying stuff. Um, even so, you can't use a U.S. translation in a European version. So they would have to relocalize it to conform with Peggy and with like C and S and C well, and S. Just, that just means throwing some U's in, right? It's a little more complicated than that. Oh, and the problem yeah, is, is that... Usually they don't throw in the U's. Um, Peggy... It's other stuff. <laughs> only covers 27 out of like the nearly 50 European countries. If you want to cover the other 20 some, it's two different rating boards. And if you want to launch in Germany, even though it's Peggy, it requires additional tweaks because Germany has specific requirements that are specific to their country. Yeah, so, Germany has its own ratings board as well. Yes. On top of Peggy. <laughs> So it's hard to release games in Europe. I'm not saying that's a justification for it taking a year and a half. I'm saying that I understand that shit breaks and sometimes it takes a little longer. Yeah, I think there was some other issues with it earlier, which is why we didn't get it originally sort of late last year, as was planned. Yeah. So, but... There's not exactly exactly much information on that, so... Right, because no company is going to be talking about it. And yeah, there are times that you insert the North American translation into something and don't break it, and you insert the European translation, and you do. Hmm. All right. It I'm, sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? The story is broken it? now. Yeah, it does. Icewind <laughs> Dale is getting an enhanced edition. Yeah, you know those folks who made Baldur's Gate and Baldur's Gate 2 enhanced editions? Now they're making an Icewind Dale enhanced edition. It'll be a later this year release for PC, Mac, iOS, and Android. Is anybody um, excited about this? Um, probably Icewind Dale fans. Okay. Mm, I mean, well, and even Ice... I mean, I liked Icewind Dale. I liked all those games. I'm just not going to pay another $20 for... I, I don't think uh, anybody was wowed over. I guess a few people were, but I won't say it, and nobody was, but a lot of us weren't wowed over. It's a modern by, port that's easy to yeah. install of those games, and that's right. that's what they by have the, going for them. That's good. Well, by the GOG version, it installs just fine. Uh, um, everything past Baldur's Gate 1 natively supports higher resolutions. With Baldur's Gate 1, there is the extra little step of downloading a really easy patch that allows you to play it in higher resolutions, and you're already well, halfway to the enhanced they went edition. Through and, and they they up well, yeah, I mean, they up everything and added new characters and fixed some bugs and stuff like they, that. Right, well, well up meaning that they, they just basically let it run at a higher resolution they they couldn't do anything with the graphic the graphical assets are what they are they they couldn't you know make those look any prettier or anything along those lines it's just to, it le- actually lets you use your whole screen if you ran, ran it natively you'd have this little box because we use much higher resolution monitors nowadays yeah. um what's really funny is that in some cases it still makes things a little too you know it, it can make things a little too small depending on the res on your monitor uh, okay but uh, but yeah, there are some extra classes. It wasn't like they, that. That was all they did. I, I grant you that. It, absolutely, a little extra classes here and there. What, and what I think is, is cool is that most of the mods still work with the enhanced editions. Like the mod creators have like updated their mods so that you can install like um, the the latest like pack of fan bug bug fixes and stuff right on top of the enhanced hmm. editions and stuff. No, I think it has. No, I, I think it does have value. I just don't think twenty twenty dollars worth of value. <laughs> I just, that's the only thing, but I'll probably grab it on a sale or something. It'd be sure. Cool to see like a fully modded up of the original versus a fully modded up of the enhanced edition side by side comparison. 
It just yeah. looks like you just ran it at a higher, you know, like you chose a higher resolution option when you're playing the original one. It actually looks very bloody. You, you almost can't tell the difference. But you can't. It isn't like the graphics look either. It's not like 3D graphics where if you run them at a higher resolution, they look sharper and crisper and stuff. Here, it, it's just allowing you to use the full real estate of your screen. You're looking at the exact same graphics. It's just you're actually able to see what's around you, which, again, with the original games, you can actually do that with a with a community patch mm-hmm. because there that's wasn't... what I'm saying. Put that patch on and let's see if we can make the games identical or if there's actually other differences that you don't get. I want someone yeah, to do the... like an in-depth exploration. There is a there. I believe from what I remember reading that the uh, the other difference that you can tell if you so if you apply the patch and now you compare them side by side, the big difference you'll also know, like with the especially with the original Baldur's Gate, is that the um, that the overlay elements like the pictures of the characters and little buttons for the spells and stuff are are bigger Uh, because when you the original game, you know, when you put those on a high resolution monitor, those buttons look teeny tiny. So that is actually a, a, a welcome change. Mm. Like I said, there is some value there. Just twenty Not with $20 the full worth. twenty dollars. So wait worth. for it to go uh, on Steam sale. Oh yeah, and then grab it. Uh huh. That's what I did. All right. <laughs> All right. So Icewind Dale is getting an enhanced edition. Um, Phil has made us completely unexcited for it now. Thanks. Ah. <laughs> well, if you liked if you liked Baldur's Gate, but you felt like that pesky story and character interaction was just getting in the way of the real fun, which is the combat slash sarcasm, um, then you're going to love Icewind Dale. Oh, I don't think that's a good thing. Hmm. Yeah, it right. just depends on how you look at it. I mean, it's just for some people, you know, they they you know they really enjoy the combat of Baldur's Gate, you know, one and two. This is more combat. It is uh, pushing the th- third edition rules. Uh, into the game more mm-hmm. third edition rules into the game so it, it is different gameplay than the than Baldur's gate um but uh, oh, and there is like edition. a little bit of a Ooh. yeah but Ooh. there there is a well gosh Ooh. Baldur's gate was second edition negative armor classes anybody hello i'm, I'm okay with second edition rules oh you're third okay with second rules, edition the, there's a reason three and a half came out and um <laughs> i wasn't even a fan of that uh, yeah. third edition Ugh. all right anyway. so yeah but um uh, there is a there is definitely a little bit of a story in there and stuff, just nothing close to Baldur's Gate, and certainly not the character. You, one well, of the interesting tidbits in Icewind Dale, if you didn't know this, is you make the entire party. In Baldur's Gate, you make your hero and right. you pick up the NPCs along the way, unless you do a multiplayer game and right. fart around with it that way. Hence, why there's uh, no story with the heroes that you make because you make them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you make them all. So nobody yelling out, "Go for the eyes, Boo! Go for the eyes!" <laughs> I oh, liked him. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you know what I liked? I liked the first costume quest, and I want another one. Fortunately, there's yeah. a release date for Costume Quest 2. Woo-hoo! October 7th, 2014. Yay! On PC. Ooh. Did you pre-order Plenty it? Plenty of time for Halloween. I did pre-order it, and that means I get uh, four costumes from the first game. Yay! Um, and let's see. We also get uh, PS3, PS4, Wii U, Xbox 360, and Xbox One versions at a later date. <laughs> you can pre-order a game on Steam right now. Fifteen bucks for the game, twenty bucks for the game plus the first game and its DLC, um, which if you haven't played, I highly recommend. Costume Quest, good game. So yay, more Costume Quest. All right, where is this? Ah, what? So and Eldoria Games has announced, huh? Isn't it Aldoria? Eldor has announced the third title of its Millennium series. It's out on Steam. Millennium 3, Cry Wolf. I don't know anything about this series, but it's available now for like six bucks. And uh, yeah, 
That's uh, I don't, I don't, whatever. So, if you've been playing the Millennium games, uh, I just want to let you know that third one's out. Uh, we've got a trailer up of Terra Battle, and of course, we just mentioned the YouTube videos up now. Uh, we've got a Sony. Okay, Sony at a pre-TGS press conference. They announced like bombs. a bazillion dot things. Uh, all right. There were 44 games. 44 games! They didn't announce them all, but that's how many showed up in the presentation. <laughs> and there's a lot of... Um, well, there's a lot of RPGs. So let's start off. Tri-Ace... Uh, what? Tri-Ace has a game coming. Fantasy Star Nova. Which... What? Is that like an actual fantasy star game, or what is this? Like, yeah, it's all, it's got a single player story, and and it's, and it's is this going to be like a crap? Okay, is this going to be like a crappy um, fantasy star unlimited style style thing, or is this going to be um, probably? I think, uh, but it's Tri Ace. Did they make? They didn't make the last one, did they? I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, okay, so Fantasy Star Nova's coming. Um, still no announcement of a U.S. release of Fantasy Star Online 2. Yeah, no, yeah, no, well, none of the games in this one have. Yeah, this Western is all Japanese. Yet, so, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> all right, Luminous Arc Infinity is coming for the Vita. Um, uh, yay! Do we well, like it's, Luminous? It's, wow, really? It's, they're they're it's doing another Luminous being, Arc. It's not being developed by Image Epoch. Oh, yay! <laughs> okay. <laughs> I might... Now we can be I mean, excited. Yeah, Lumina, the, I played the first... Well, the only two. I, I don't know. I, I played two. I don't know how many of them are out there, but I played... Uh, like, there's three, but the one first two. one's Japan only. Ah. And I found them to be cute, but ultimately mediocre tactical RPG experiences. But, mm. but they were very cute. They had a lot of personality. Just kind of too easy. So I was like, meh. 2.53. All right. Disgaea 5 has been confirmed for PlayStation 4. Uh, Japanese release date for Bloodborne was announced as February 5th, 2015. Uh, Disgaea 5 will also be 2015. Fairy Fencer F. Advent Dark Force from Compile Heart will be on PS4 sometime during 2015. An upgraded version of God Eater 2. God Eater 2 Rage Burst is coming for PS4. Uh, a new Ease title is coming to PlayStation 4 and to Vita. And it's going to be look like a combat system similar to set E7 and Memories of Celsetta. Nice. And then, most importantly, Persona 5 is coming to PS4 in addition to PS3. Ooh. So it's coming to both. Woo-hoo! Which means I don't... I imagine the PS4 version won't be that much better. But, hey, that's something... And then they ended it with an announcement of a new Dragon Quest game. Except it's a Musou game. Yeah, it's a Dragon Quest Heroes. They're doing like Hyrule Warriors, but with Dragon Quest. Ooh, yay. I would have just... I think I would have had an orgasm if they had announced that it was going to be like a PlayStation 4 Dragon Warrior game with graphics like Nina Cooney or something. I would have just fainted. But nope, it's uh, maybe it'll be fun. Who knows? But yeah, it won't be what I was kind of really secretly hoping for. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's the Sony conference. Lots of stuff announced. Um, Hopefully we'll hear stuff about U.S. versions of all that stuff. Oh, and in Europe versions of all that stuff soon. Uh, 
uh, uh, so there's a new trailer up on the site for the Lords of the Fallen. Eh, it's coming out in October 28. Anyone remember what this is about? Oh, that's the action game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's the Polish one. Mm-hmm. It's got Thomas Cop in it, but yeah. Okay. Uh, and then Nintendo decided to have their own little Nintendo Direct over the weekend. And they they didn't announce much, just an entirely new 3DS. Um, kind of. I'm not really, still not really sure what to feel about that one. It is, um... So, Woo, but only because the other thing that came with it. Uh, well, okay, yeah. So, they've got a new 3DS that has a right camera stick. It's not really a right analog stick. It's kind of just meant for camera manipulation. It looks like the old nub on a IBM ThinkPad or something like that. But... So that'll be there with the camera stick and two extra buttons on the shoulders. So you got a ZL and a ZR. So they've got now four shoulder buttons, something that the Vita could use. Um, and the right stick built in. No more Frankenstick needed. And they've announced that Xenoblade Chronicles is coming to the 3DS for that system. It won't work on the regular 3DS. It will work on this new 3DS. And they're calling it the new 3DS because that's just great way of confusing people. Um... New 3DS also has a better 3D screen. It does eye tracking so that the no matter where you are left to right in the left to right plane, um, your 3D should still work without going out of focus or anything. has a faster CPU, but I think that only affects things like the menus and downloads and stuff like that. Uh, it has NFC support, um, so that means your Amiibo figures will work right on the screen of the, uh, of the new 3DS. Um, We don't know what games they'll work with, but hey, it'll support the figures. Um, We mentioned the shoulder buttons and the stick, and it'll be out in Japan on October 11th, 2014, and sometime next year in North America and Europe. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. looks like the CPU is used for games because Xenoblade Chronicles is using that faster CPU. So that's great. Let's fragment the market. Woohoo! Well, that's that's my, my big concern. I mean, in the past, there's been plenty of examples where Nintendo has come up with like this, you know, halfway through the life cycle of the handheld, it comes up with a slightly better handheld, like the DS versus the DS Lite or the DSi, uh, Game Boy, Game Boy Color. But in, in all of those examples, we're talking about some one form somewhere. In all those examples, the games were, you know, the games that came out afterwards were clearly backwards compatible in this particular instance if a game is designed to use those extra shoulder buttons or to use that extra processing or anything along those lines there's no way it's going to work on the old one i think the dsi had the potential for that as well it did barely any games did that like if anything there were some games that were enhanced if you had the dsi but not much so right no totally yeah and that's where if this if xenoblade chronicles is the only one that is new yeah, like I said, it's going to confuse people. That confuses me. If it's the only one that's new, reco- new DS requirement only, and the rest of them from now on are backwards compatible, and da 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 da, then I have no no issue with it. But I, I, yeah, if it, if we start seeing this game only works on this one, but this one works on both, I, I can see that leading to market confusion. Not to mention, just kind of makes me just a little, <laughs> sorry, you know, little cranky as an early adapter. <laughs> hmm. But I might break down and get one anyways just for the longer battery life. And, and um, Did they say anything about longer battery life? Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be. Um, yeah, well, it was on the article that I read. I, I didn't read it on RP Gamer, though, so I'm a traitor. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. Right. Better, better battery life. The original, uh, now I don't know if it's better battery life compared to the 3DS XL, but I was as specifically looking at the 3DS. As long as it has the same battery 3DS. life as the XL, I'm happy. <laughs> right, right. And that's what I, that's exactly, I think it might be the, I think it might be a lot closer to the XL, but compared to the original one, which is what I got, which lasts all of three hours on a good yeah, day. Thing, yeah, that's like a Vita. You don't want that. My Vita lasts forever. What are you talking about? Um, No. My Vita lasts forever. I take that on flights and everything. My Vita lasts. I'm going to time it sometime. You have an old it's Vita three, or a new Vita? Uh, oh, the one with the pretty bright screen. Yeah, it's old Vita. That's yeah, cool. it lasts okay. It lasts forever. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, someone's, someone yeah. tried to talk me to that new one, and I and when I read the article, it said that the screen looks slightly more washed out. I'm Actually, like, no, I, like I, bright played colors. With, I played with a thin Vita at um, PAX um, for one game. I can't remember the name of it. Oh, it was that... Uh, Freedom Wars or whatever that was. The one where you get sentenced to a million years and it's kind of a Monster Honey game. Um, mm-hmm. I forgot about it earlier. Um, but that was on the Thin Vita and it didn't feel too bad in my hand. I was surprised. I thought it would like feel really bad um, because it was thin and would like cut into my hand or something. But no, mm-hmm. it wasn't too bad. But And I didn't notice any problems with the screen either. So it just goes to show that that whole thing where you notice the screen difference only when they're side by side. I think that's true. With this, uh, oh, with yeah. the newer Vita. <laughs> yeah, I have both Vita, so yeah. <laughs> oh, can you, you confirm that? You only notice yeah. the difference when they're side by side? Do you have to hold side? them by side by side? Yeah, pretty much. Or, or if you sort of go from one immediate to the other, you can oh. tell. But it's, yeah, it's nothing to complain about, really. Oh, okay. I mean, it's, I know with like the uh, the iPad versus the new iPad, my wife has the old one, I have the new one. And, and. Which, what, okay, you need to be more specific than that. Which, I need to be more specific. Yeah, which but models I have, like, are third, you talking fourth about? generation? I don't know. I got high retina display, whatever the heck that's okay, called. Okay, you've got a retina display and she doesn't? Yeah, and she doesn't. Okay. And yeah, I don't think I can notice no- that. Yeah. Yeah, I can know. I personally can notice that. I've that's had people tell me the they didn't notice it. Of course it. you can notice that. <laughs> I, I tell them I can notice. Yeah. I, I'm, maybe I'm a little bit more of a graphics whore. No, I, of course you can notice. I mean, that's. People tell me they don't notice the, unless they're holding the them side by side. The old iPad and the new iPad? Yeah, can you figure? I, 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 I'm, I'm with you, Chris. I, I can see it. I'm a graphics horror, I guess. That, that's just that's all there is to it. That's difference to notice. All right. It's like, oh, look, I can see pixelization. Oh, look, I can't. The end. Hey, hey Alex, since you have both, is the battery life any uh, different on the two Vitas? Have you tried um, that? Have you fired around with yeah, that I yet? Did, I didn't notice anything different. They seem pretty comparable. <laughs> yeah, is it okay. too short or long enough? No, long enough for Vitas. Oh, okay. right. Excellent. Well, they've, got right. the, they've got massive standby time, yeah. That, oh, yeah, massive that standby I, I time. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, PSP and the Vita are great for standby. Also, after playing the new one, the old one does feel a bit heavier if you go straight back to it. <laughs> I'd imagine so. Yeah, now with my with my PSP, I got one of those bigger batteries, so it does stick out on the back, and that makes the PSP a lot more doable for long flights. It, it, it lasts generally like seven hours now, seven, eight hours with the bigger battery pack. I, I don't think you can find them anymore, though. Um, so yeah, good luck if you buy. Yeah, I did read it. Yes, the new 3ds does have a improved battery life. Can I nah. get like an even bigger um, 3ds battery or something like that? Do they make those? Mm, or do you have to buy one of those stupid packs that you snap on? I hate that. Actually, the new, the new one on I think does have a removable battery now. Okay. Yeah, the new the newer okay. ones. Yeah, that's what the article said. Longer battery life. That's closer to like the XL. Yeah, and it's removable, so. And there's a new XL. I want I think like, one to, I think yeah. it was five to seven hours. I wish that I've got the um, I've got the Franken stick for my XL, and I kind of wish that it had a built-in battery pack as well. Because if I'm going to deal with that giant thing, I may as well get extra battery life out of it. You know, 
All right, whatever. Uh, yeah, right? No, you're right. If it's that big, it should have What a, else do we talk about? Uh, they also the showed of the off... <laughs> in this Direct, they showed off some Super Smash Brothers stuff on 3DS. Etrian Odyssey Untold 2. It has like a date and stuff now in Japan. Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate Bravely Second. They showed some gameplay. And yeah, Bravely Second looks like Bravely Default. <laughs> big surprise. Uh, okay, what is this? If you're in Europe, Nintendo shows that they love you once more because there are Steelbook editions of the new Pokemon game coming. It's ridiculous. Are you getting these, uh, Alex? No, I've sort of gone off Pokemon since like the fourth generation. So. Oh, no more Pokemon for you? <laughs> All right. Well, occasional Pokemon and then I'll... <laughs> so there's a limited edition Steelbook release. You can order it off the Nintendo official store if you're in Europe. Or, excuse me, if you're in the UK. And, uh, yeah, it's coming out October 28th, and uh, it's coming out here in the U.S. November 21st, but we don't get the cool versions that come with a figure and a steel book and all this cool stuff. Yeah, I think the figure is the U.K. only bit, so you can get the steel book sort of from retailers throughout Europe, but only the official U.K. store has the figures. Oh, is that how it works? Okay. I think so. All right. Also, now you can pre-order Amiibos from both the Nintendo Online Store and, uh, you know, BestBuy.com and stuff. Because you want to buy Amiibos for uh, no games. Because there's literally no games coming out this year that will use Amiibos. Because the 3DS version of Smash Brothers, which would use Amiibos, we don't have the version of the 3DS that can read the Amiibos. <laughs> um but there's something that lets you read Amiibos. It's not out 3DS. in the U.S. this year. No, not the 3DS. It's not, yeah. There, is there not going to be a peripheral? For the 3DS? Yeah. yeah. But it's not out this year. Really? <laughs> I do not believe it is out this year. No, I'm pretty sure it comes out at the same time as Smash. Okay. We'll, we'll have to look in into that. this after the show. Yeah. <laughs> I know the new 3DS isn't coming out until next year. I mean, there's a reason I think that the figures don't have a release date yet. Oh. Because who wants to buy, you know, let's pre-order stuff when we don't even know when it's coming. Woo! Dust and Elysian Tales being ported over to PlayStation 4. Yay! Good game. 2D side-scrolling action RPG. And uh, you can read reviews all over it on our site. So... PlayStation 4 version coming. Hyperdimension Neptunia Rebirth 2. Sisters Generation. <laughs> okay. That's coming to Vita early 2015. Uh, in North America and Europe. And let's see. Ah. And Europe, just so you know, there'll be a physical version of the game. Because, you know, everyone likes buying games on Vita physically. Well, maybe Alex does because he has two Vitas, but... Can you hook up two Vitas to one account, Alex? I can, but the reason that I have two Vitas is because I don't want to use more than one account. Oh, okay. <laughs> one gets all my US review code and stuff. Ah, yeah, it's a lot easier that way. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm having to delete everything on the Vita. And yeah. Then... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So there's stuff... <laughs> Uh, let's see, a new story for fans to, to enjoy in the game, a new version, a better version of the battle system for Rebirth 1, etc., etc., etc. You can read more details on the site. Um, Anna, 
Yes. How are you going to be playing Hyperdimension Neptunias? Um, what are my choices? The ones we've already bought that you had me get for you, or these new oh, remakes? Oh, no, we'll get the better version. Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> she made me buy them for her, and she ignored them long enough that now remakes are coming, so she won't play them. Sorry. New screenshots for Fairy Fencer F. Nobody cares. Um, Obsidian has licensed Pathfinder. So they're going to make computer RPGs for the tabletop role-playing setting of Pathfinder. And that's the first thing coming is a tablet-based card game called Pathfinder Adventures. And and I had the exact same reaction when when the whole Dragon Warrior announcement came up. You're like, oh, a new new Pathfinder computer. Oh, it's a card. It's the card game. Yeah, Yeah. no. I mean, the card game is fun and everything, but it's best played with people and Mm -hmm. friends and uh, a tablet version of that particular card game doesn't excite me like let's say magic the gather or anything like that because it's just so dependent on other people and uh that doesn't sound like fun at all i was like thinking you know gosh finally we'll get a a decent iteration of a pathfinder computer you know role-playing game a la divinity or something you know mm-hmm. no don't hey you know what they're busy working on pillars of eternity let them finish that then i'm sure they'll announce something bigger for pathfinder cool Unless Pillar of His Attorney is just gigantic, in which case they'll announce a sequel. (laughs) (laughs) Which wouldn't be a bad thing, I suppose. We're covering Gauntlet? What? Why not? It's got Wizards and Barbarians. Whatever. All right, it's coming out. (laughs) It's got a date, uh, September 23rd, and there's a trailer up on the site. Check that out. Um, It's going to be on Steam at first, and then other things. They, uh, They were, you could play it at PAX and get, like, drumsticks of turkey or something like that i don't know what was going on but did you play it no no i didn't think it was an rpg well you i know, was wrong apparently <laughs> yeah you know it's 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 got wizards and warriors and and chunks of meat and potions there's potions okay so dragon age 3 inquisition is gonna have a giant uh, i don't know if it's giant but they're gonna have a big uh i don't know if it's big they're gonna have a four-player co-op multiplayer campaign that you can play what yeah there's a big old uh trailer for it you can watch on the uh site and alex do you understand this any better um i think it's gonna work similar to how the mass effect 3 multiplayer worked no so you, you well only with some sort of persistent stuff on your characters okay but it, it's basically sort of designed as an improved variant of that is it coming up uh, to both PC and consoles? Yeah, I think it's coming to everything. So. Hmm. Okay. But yeah, the difference is it's sort of going to be completely disconnected to the single player campaign, so you won't have to you won't have to play it to get the best ending. Okay. <laughs> oh, good, because yeah, that was an issue with Mass Effect Three. Ugh. All right, Soul Sacrifice Delta. Uh, got is. There's been an update announced for it. It's uh, an update. can be downloaded now. Adds crossover content to the game with the upcoming Freedom Wars. So you'll be able to earn a Freedom Wars costume by defeating a dragon in Soul Sacrifice Delta three times. Not once. Three times. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Okay. This is the last scheduled patch and stuff like that. Okay. Soul Sacrifice Delta. I hear that's good, right? You played it? Anyone played it? I didn't play it, but I think I know Wheels liked it. 
What bugs me is that I've got a free copy of Soul Sacrifice from PlayStation Plus, but there's no way to upgrade that into Soul Sacrifice Delta. Mm-hmm. I'd have to pay full price to get the Delta version, which is like, okay, but you just gave me a free version, but now I feel like I shouldn't play that version, and what's going on? Hmm. Yeah, I got it through PS Plus as well. I farted around with it for like three or four hours. It definitely it's another one of those, what were they, Monster Hunter games that mm-hmm. looks like it'd be a ton of fun with friends, but since I uh, don't have a ton of friends sitting around Vita's when I happen to be on, so, nah, deleted. 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 But yeah, you're, we should organize but you're, something. But you're right. It, it would have been nice had they had an upgrade path for people who already own the game. So you don't have to buy a whole other brand I, yeah, new I think game. That would be nice, yeah. That would have been nice. That's not what they're going for. Oh, uh, let's see. The new trailer for Natural Doctrine. We already talked that its date was pushed back. Um. Zach has a big write-up of Gen Con on the site. I encourage you to go check that out if you want to see cool stuff from Gen Con, including very small people cosplaying as Rocket Raccoon. Um, let's see. <laughs> and Eevee cosplayers. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, no. Sorry, that's a Vulpix. All right. Uh, localization for... Oh, yeah. This is not an RPG, but I'm pimping it because I like visual novels. Clanad is getting a a localization, which is a Japanese visual novel from the people who made Kanon and other visual novels. And if you're a fan of like uh, Mega Tokyo, you see these referenced a lot in his work and his blogs. Um, And so, hey, we're going to get the the actual visual novel. So instead of settling for watching the anime, you can actually experience the original version of the thing. It's coming to Steam. Don't know when, but it's been announced. So yay, Clanad. And I'll move on quickly so people don't get mad at me. Chaos Rings 3. Prequel trilogy. It's coming with 1, 2, and Omega. Um, And, of course, Chaos Rings 3. (laughs) So this is all on... uh, How are they pushing this out? I don't know. October 16th in Japan, and it'll be on the Vita. So no Western release of this has been announced, but I think having all the Chaos Rings come out on Vita here would be pretty cool, because that'd be a nice way to play them. Because that's one of those games that's like, oh, it's an RPG, I wish it had buttons. So yeah. did, did, did you play the original ones? I played some to get to the point where it's like, oh, it's an RPG, I wish it had buttons. Mm. Yeah, I think it is on Vita, but it's PlayStation Mobile, so it's there. There's some, there's some rather serious loading issues. Uh, this is for the new one or the old one? No, uh, for the old one. Okay. So. Yeah, this this trilogy thing, that seems like the good thing to get, because you get like four games. Yep. Like, wait. Yeah, it says trilogy, but you get four games. You get Chaos Rings 1, 2, Omega, and 3, and it's called pre... I... I... I this is what happens when you stop Naming things without numbers <laughs> in the series. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, there's a story out there that Xenoblade Chronicles X, that's the Wii U game, has a world that's five times larger than the first game, which is uh, apparently crazy because the first one was really big. I don't know. I didn't finish Xenoblade yet, so someone else will have to tell me. It, it's a big He's game. so optimistic. He says, yet. <laughs> maybe one day maybe maybe I'm an idiot alright maybe on the 3DS yeah, yeah. 
All right, see, we already covered that. Um, Rise of Mana is coming to PlayStation Vita. This is the. It's a mobile game. Yeah, it's the mobile free to play action RPG for Android and iOS. It's going to come to Vita. No idea about localization yet, um, but apparently it's been trademarked in Europe already. So let's see. So that's that's good news. Maybe we'll get to play that on a real platform. Ha ha. <laughs> Anti-mobile bias coming through, says the man who spends every night with his iPad. Um, let's see. Final Fantasy Type-0, the most interesting thing at Square, Enix, Square Enix's suite at PAX. Um, it's going to be released within the next year. That's nine years after it was originally announced at E3 2006. It'll finally be coming to the West within the next year. Um, Final Fantasy Type-0 HD. It's an upgraded version of the PSP game. Uh, And yeah, finally, within the next year. It has an awesome soundtrack. Oh, okay. That's good to know, too. Um, I need to pick that up then. Uh, Disgaea 5 details. Um, It's going to be bigger, apparently. Um, you can take your characters up to level 9999. Oh, that's normal. Yeah. Let's see. If you prefer more volume in the rest of the game, okay. It'll be multiple nether worlds, and the demons from each of them will be uniting in a quest for revenge against the demon emperor Void Dark. Revenge is a big theme of the game. And let's see. We thought about going multi platform with PlayStation 3, but doing so would have made the PS3 the standard. Since we're making it, I want to be able to offer something that could be done only with the PS4 which I'm sure his fans will appreciate because that was a big criticism when they jumped to PS3 that they had really just released a PS2 game. <laughs> uh, so... Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, so Sky 5, looking cool. Uh, I don't know what's going on with this, but this is a Japanese-only announcement. <laughs> the game... There's a new game being announced. Uh, it's a brand-new title. I talk about this? Yeah, I'm go talking for talking about Papalakwa, right? Yeah. Okay, so no one in North America has heard of this game. It's Papalakwa. It's like an anime and manga that started in like the 70s or the 80s. It's been around forever. In North America, we got one game. It was on the PSP and it got... No one ever heard of it. Wasn't it Um, Popolo Crisis here? No, it was just Papalakwa. Okay. Um, And so this is... Papalakwa Bokujo Monogatari. Oh boy. Which is Papalakwa Farm Story, because in Japan this is usually called Papalakwa Monogatari. So this should be Papalakwa meets Story of Seasons now. Yes. Because it's the original, it's the mainline series. It's not the new, not the developed series. Correct. So I'm kind of curious if this is going to get localized, because it looks really fun. There's an RPG and you're farming, so yeah. yeah. Um, so they don't even um, have a date yet, so who knows? Yeah, they announced it and they said it'll probably be on the 3DS. Okay, they don't even seem to have a system lockdown. Maybe it'll be the new 3DS. Yeah, maybe. I just thought that was weird, so I put that in there. Um, we got a new Yakuza game announced, Yakuza Zero, because it's going to take place before the first Yakuza game. <laughs> So this is a prequel. It takes place in like 1988 as a direct prequel to the first game. So if you've been looking forward to more Yakuza, um, yeah, that's uh, it'll be PS3 and PS4. And there's screenshots from Famitsu out there. Nothing announced for the U.S. yet, of course. This is way early announcement just for Japan. So 
Oh, good news for me. I don't know. I, I think this is cool. I hope it's good. I'm, and it probably won't be. Pokémon Tournament. It's a Pokémon fighting game was announced for arcades in Japan. So we're way far off from any sort of a re- US release for this, but uh yeah, Bandai Tech uh, Bandai Namco is working on it. I guess the Tekken team is making a Pokémon game. It will not be like Tekken. Um it will be like Pokémon. It will be very actiony and i don't know what that means so you get, there's a trailer out it looks cool it's got uh lucario versus um machamp or whatever and uh yeah what do you think pokemon pokemon tournament anyone in on that no okay no one wants to play pika it. pika that's yeah show me pikachu kicking butt margaret will be paid dlc for persona 4 arena ultimax in north america uh, I don't know. It's just, it's Wasn't more... she paid DLC in the Japanese version? Yeah. Okay, just making sure. Yep. Mario Kart 8 has DLC, and it's adding Zelda and Animal Crossing characters. So if you want to play as Link in Mario Kart, finally! Mario Kart's doing something that I thought it should have done a while ago, which is like, go Smash Brothers. Let's do the whole Nintendo franchise. Why are they charging for it? Because they can. You can pre-order this DLC now. <laughs> you get a slight discount. 12 bucks. Um, but you're not gonna, you're not gonna see it for a while because the first one doesn't come out for weeks yet, and the next one comes out next year in like March or something, or, or is it May? So yeah, it's May. <laughs> That's when the DLC for Animal Crossing will be out. So buy it now because Nintendo said so. <laughs> All right, now we talked about that. Uh, let's see, Phantom of the Kill. Check this out. This is a new tactical simulation mobile game. It's only in Japan right now, but it looks like Fire Emblem, and so that looks really freaking cool. And there's a website, and no idea when it's coming out in the U.S. Um, if it's coming out in the U.S., well, how's this working? Is this? Can I sign up for this? Oh, it's a Japanese website. So, Phantom the Kill. Check that out if you're into Fire Emblem games and don't mind downloading stuff from Japan onto your mobile devices, like me. And let's see. We already talked about Luminous Arc Infinity, right? Yeah, nobody cares. Oh, so this is a weird one. Screenix will consider localizing more Dragon Quest Rocket Slime games. <laughs> Let's see. Says Fujimoto, <laughs> the uh, mobile producer. You know, it's funny. When we made Rocket Slime, we were targeting the game towards 8, 9, and 10-year-olds in Japan. But in the West, the average aim of the person who bought it was uh, 25. It seemed like the grown-ups enjoyed the game and were pleasantly surprised. Uh <laughs> Let's see. In the Western regions, there are a lot of requests to see another one. In the Japanese regions, they don't have so many of those requests. Um, yeah. So, let's see. In Japan, we actually have a total of three titles in a Rocket Slime series. The Western version was the second game compared to, say, a game like Dragon Quest Seven. It's less tests to translate, so that's not an impossible amount. So, if Rocket Slime 1 or Rocket Slime 3 might be a great candidate, and that's all they say. So, this sounds like a non-story, um, but, you know, they talked about it, so that's cool. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Screenix would also love love to, in quotes, bring Dragon Quest X to the rest. So this is the same producer. Uh, let's see. Were Screenix interested in bringing the game overall? We'd love to do it, Miyake and Fujimoto exclaim. Love to. 
<laughs> okay. In terms of this being an MMO, again, we have to consider the operational logistics on how to make that feasible. We also have to think about it from a business standpoint. With Final Fantasy 11 and 14, it's a global scale in Denver. Endeavor, excuse me. In terms of Dragon Quest, the way it's perceived in the different countries is very, very different. How it's perceived in Japan is different than how it's perceived in the United States. In addition, we have to build a new data center for pretty much every location, and we need to make sure that makes sense as a business. We want to be able to operate in the different regions. Again, we would love to do it, but we're still trying to work out the details and figure out what would work best. In Japan, you have your outside developers who understand Dragon Quest and know what's appropriate for a certain platform. Um, so we worked with partners that knew what they were doing as well as what Dragon Quest won. And in that way, it was a great partnership. So he's talking about having Arte Piazza and Level 5 make Dragon Quest games. But uh, Square Enix made the MMO themselves. So whatever. Um, in Dragon Quest Ten, because it's MMO, uh, what company in Japan knows MMOs the best? Wait, that's us. We're running Final Fantasy Eleven, So why not do it with an internal team? So that's why they made uh, Dragon Quest Ten. Okay, so... Are we get, based on all that? Do you think we're going to get Dragon Quest Ten? Anna. No. Alex. No. Phil. Uh. Sure. Oh, okay. Thanks, Phil. Now I'm excited. Uh, I also think no, we're not going to get it. That's really sad. No one wants to comment on that. All right, <laughs> it's fine. Fine, I got something else for you. I, I want more Dragon Warrior, but I don't want another MMO. I, oh. I can't even keep up with 14. I, I want to play the Dragon Quest Ten MMO. You know, I want to try it. It would be nice to have that you know, out there I'll for people for who want to play it. You know, why not? Yeah, why not? All right. Something you can play right now, the demo for Theater Rhythm Final Fantasy Curtain Call. In North America and Europe, you can download on the eShop. You can play two songs. <laughs> you can play it up to 30 times before it expires, which I think if this is like normal 3DS demos... Uh, if you never exit the game, you can just keep playing it over and over and over again. Um, Genova and uh, Edgar and Sabin's theme from Final Fantasy VI. Well, Genova's from Final Fantasy VII, of course. Uh, oh, it's the Advent Children version of Genova, actually. Ooh. So you can play those two songs as much as you want. The save data will carry over. And, um, well, okay, I'm sorry. Not the save data will carry over. It'll unlock characters in the full game when it releases later this month. So, yay. Go play that demo and get your characters unlocked. Uh, we talked about that. Amazon bought Twitch. Just following up on that because we talked about Google buying it and Hitbox and all that. So, hey, Amazon bought it. That's cool. I don't feel too bad about Amazon owning Twitch. Um, anyone objecting to that? All right, moving on. And apparently there's more Dragon Quest games coming out on mobile. Uh, that's just a... We were planning to release in the first part of September the first Dragon Quest. We're hoping to release Dragon Quest 2 and 3 in order in a period of two or three months. We're planning to release subsequent numbered games. Whatever is left, we hope to release that in order as well. Um, the first Dragon Quest game will be a revamped version. Um, and I don't know, man. I At Square Enix's booth, they had Dragon Quest 4 and Dragon Quest 8. Dragon Quest 4 felt okay to play. Dragon Quest 8 felt awful to play on mobile i it felt like it had terrible frame rates and these are on ipad airs and i didn't like the d-pad control and i know manny's making a big write-up complaint or giving his impressions of the dragon quest mobile ports so hopefully we'll hear more from that i was hoping you'd be on today to tell us about it um phil or alex have either of you tried the mobile versions of the dragon quest games no i haven't even played the non-mobile versions of these ones uh 
Phil, yeah, you I have it on that. It? No, no, I have it on a PlayStation. Um, You're good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm covered. You're covered. I, I did. Uh, I did curious enough to read a few write ups on it. And, and you're right. The controls are pretty universally panned across the board. It sounds like it, I may be the only person who knows the frame rate problems. Either that or the original had bad frame rate and I just don't remember it. <sighs> mm. Whatever. You know, it's been a while since I read those write-ups. It was the controls that really jumped out at me, yeah, but it wouldn't yeah. surprise me that there's frame rate issues as well. I, there was on what I played, but maybe something weird was going on because um, no one else is confirming that for me. So, uh, And I don't want to... Th- drop down the 15 bucks or 20 bucks or whatever it is right now to ugh, to buy it and be like I don't want to play Dragon Quest 8 on a mobile device. That game is too long. That game is way too long to play on a mobile device. Are you kidding me? Or on a like an iPad. Maybe on a 3DS it'd be okay, but not on an iPad. Am I wrong there? Is that wrong? Does that make sense to anybody? You want to play a 100-hour yeah, I- RPG on your iPad? I can't imagine. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, it's hard for me to wrap my head around the idea of doing something that epic on an, an iPad. <laughs> you know, I mean, that would lend itself to long sessions and, yeah. and my hand would get tired. Yeah. Ugh. Especially if you're trying to use like both hands to control because you're using like those virtual yep. joystick deals yep. and whatnot. So you're having to hold it a certain way and it's big. It's going to, yeah, it's going to wear down your hands. I mean, hell, I had a problem playing Super Mario 64 because, you know, I was yeah, that one. You're going to grip a little harder and stuff. It's an actiony game, and I can't even imagine doing an iPad and trying to control it like a virtual joystick, even though it's an RPG and it's not stressful. It's it's the iPad's not that light. No, not for not for prolonged gaming sessions. I guess you could get the mini and do it that way. Yeah, maybe if you got the mini and you were okay with the virtual screen controls, which apparently a lot of people aren't in this particular <laughs> instance. Oh, I don't think they're good at all. Oh. So. It just it, oh that stick is awful like it's been done so much better by other companies and this one is just so bad oh, all right we got some reviews up on rp gamer i want to plug first one is for helen's mysterious castle that is a um how did this work it says platform pc but wasn't this on all right so i guess it's pc so you can go yeah, check it's that a out pc indie game okay pc indie game um and uh sam reviewed that Additionally, we got a review up of Sword Art Online Hollow Fragment. You reviewed that, Alex. Oh, yeah. You going to tell us about it? Uh, the terrible localization. Yeah. Gameplay is quite good. So do you think the localization ruins it? Yeah. Localization and the fact that I don't think the story in the first place was good in the slightest. So just watch the anime instead. Um. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, never mind. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> if it's your thing, maybe. All right. Demon Gaze, we got a review up for that. Another. Man, everything's getting like three and three and a half out of five this week. All right, so the Demon Gaze is up. Um, you can check that out. That's the. Isn't that like a free to play on Vita, or how's that one work? Um, no, that's the. Dun- that's a dungeon. The first person dungeon crawl. Oh, is the dungeon crawl one. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. Um,. And then Risen Three Titan Lords, but review from Glenn. Oh boy, <laughs> this is. <laughs> Let me read the pluses and minuses for you for this one. Two and a half out of five. The gameplay is fine. Bad script and story. Not much else to say here. <laughs> so it sounds like the same ver- uh, issue as your Sword Art Online review, except um, n- no, even worse, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> we have uh, actually posted two more reviews since the podcast started. Oh my gosh, really? 
Yeah. <laughs> Michael Baker basically. <laughs> we go check that out. <laughs> All right, we got import review of the Tozen RPG. Um, what the heck? A Tozen. Okay, it's an import retro review. We've got. I've been trying to skip the retro reviews for now, but let's see. We got uh, Neketsu Mahu Monogatari, which is an import review of what is that? I don't even That's know. River City Ransom. Oh, it's River City Ransom. Yeah. Oh, cool. It's like a new one for 3DS. Yep. <laughs> but it's not good, apparently. <laughs> Dude, they fight dragons. That's great. All right, whatever. But he doesn't like it. We also have an imported tra- uh, impression of the new Atelier game. Atelier Shelley, yeah. Alchemist of the Dusk Sea. That's the third one in the Dusk trilogy. Yep. Um, and... Got a review of Legend of the Hero Trails in the Sky PC version. Guess what? It's still good. <laughs> Nobody is surprised. So tons of reviews for you to go read through right there on the site. Uh, that brings us to the end of our news. We've already had our MMO roundup. So that it's time for me to ask you guys, what are you going to be playing this week? Starting off, Anna, what will you be playing? Theater rhythm demo. And probably Hatolful Boyfriend. Oh, going to date some pigeons? Heck yeah. Oh, all right. I hear some nudes leaked. N- oh, nudes? Yeah, of the oh, pigeons. Of the pigeons. Okay. Shocking. Jeez. Um, I have to avert my eyes. <sighs> Phil, what will you be playing this week? <laughs> oh, I'm going to take a shot in the dark and guess more divinity. More divinity? All right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Shirley's not going to let me get away with anything else. All right. What little free time I have. Yeah, maybe some more strange journey while I'm on the exercise machine. um, I got into Magic 2015 during during PAX a little bit, and I know I had previously talked about not being able to play the game and just getting stuck at the first major boss fight. And for some reason, I just started over. Picked a new deck and have been making plenty of good progress in Magic 2015 now. Now I'm okay with the game, <laughs> so I don't know what's going on. I've had a completely different experience. So I'll be playing more of that this week. Um, I got a code for Lictum Battle Mage, so I'm going to be trying that out. That is an action RPG, first-person action RPG. So I'll be trying that out with casting fireballs at things. And then I still want to play Shadowgate and Divinity. What? We need to play Consortium. Oh, yes, Consortium. Uh, there's too many things to play. <sighs> All the things. Pause plays should be back this week. Yay, pause plays. So I'm going to try to finish up um, the Thousand Year Door. And then I'm kind of open for what people want me to see play next. Well, aren't you going to play Phoenix Wright on your iPad? Um, no? That was one of the options, but I don't know if that's going to be interesting to people. Oh, okay. Well, you should play all that stuff on your iPad that we got you. Yep. Got to find where the thingy went that I need. It's on your desk. Where? I don't know, wherever I put it. Uh-huh. I put it over there. Mm-hmm. I did, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Alex, what are you going to be playing this week? Uh, I want to try and finish off the Blaze Blue Quality Phantasma story mode. And then I'm going to move on from that onto Danganronpa 2. Uh, that's, no, the Blaze Blue game is not the 3DS one, is it? No, it's Fita. Okay, because the 3DS one, one got, got panned, right? Yeah, that was just a weird random Don't spin-off thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So those two, and then I should probably play Fairy Fencer F, as I got review code earlier today. Oh, yeah. So that's Fairy Fencer F. Now, we talked about that. Is that, um, who's making that? That's IDFX3, Compo Heart. Oh. So, 
This could be interesting. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. They've been getting slightly less terrible recently. (laughs) Slightly less terrible. Their games are charming. Huh? Their games are charming. What is it? What kind of game is it? Can you refresh me on that? I can't remember. All right, I'm on their official yeah. website. Let's see if it tells me. It's a JRPG, I don't know much. Yeah, thank you. It's a JRPG. All right, <laughs> perfect. That's all I need to know, JRPG. There's a shortage, so I should be loving this. Um, all right. Uh, come on, web- this website is slow. Jeez. Uh, basic systems, combos, special... Com- I-, I don't know what this is. All right. There's fairies. You can collect fairies, apparently. And there's fencers, and this looks weird, and... It's Idea Factory, so that's not good sign. Okay, whatever. You tell me about it next week. All right. And now that I've asked you what you're going to be playing, let me go through the list of what's coming out this week because I forgot to. First off, on the PlayStation platforms, we have Occubus... Wait, is this right? No, I'm sorry. Hold on. (laughs) I've got the old one loaded up. First off, on the PlayStation platforms, Destiny is coming out this week. No one's jumping on Destiny, I noticed, huh? Yeah, that's multi-platform. PlayStation and Xbox, all of them. 3, 4, 1, and 360. No one's into Destiny. All right. NHL 15... I might have been, but yeah, I've still got Final Fantasy fourteen. if I went online. You've got stuff. good games. To, well, I guess this is probably going to be well. a good game, too. <laughs> <laughs> You've got enough games to play, is what I should say. NHL 15, also out on PlayStation 3, 4, Xbox 360, and Xbox One. And by the way, that's it. For the mainline pl- consoles, Destiny and NHL 15. That's it this week. <laughs> Destiny, <laughs> no one wanted to go up against Destiny. They're like, uh-uh. <laughs> We're no. Nah. <laughs> um, the Wii U will see Cubemen 2 on the eShop, Ice Cream Surfer on the eShop, and Nobunaga's Ambition on the virtual console. Eight bucks for that Nobunaga's Ambition, but okay. Uh, let's see. 3DS is going to get Street Fighter 2010 The Final Fight. What is that? Oh, it's a virtual console game. And Tap and Go 2. Is that any good, Tap and Go? I don't know anything about it. Tap and Go 2. All right, I'll look that up later. Uh, PC gets the following. Altitude Zero, Lower and Faster, Oberon, Time Mysteries, The Final Enigma, Velocibox, and Worlds of Magic, which is like, um, isn't that like the new version of Lords of Magic? So that could be a big deal um, among PC players. I remember... People always loving Lords of Magic. So let's see how that goes. And that's it for new releases for this week. And that, that's it for the show. That's it for the show, everybody. That's it. All right. da, 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 da. You're forgetting something, Chris. What am I forgetting? The question of the week. Well, what is it? I don't know. Uh, okay. Have we, have we done, have we ever done what your, if you could have uh, one sequel, what would it be? Yeah. Have we done that? Okay. Yeah. Multiple times. Hmm. Multiple times. <laughs> wow. Hmm. hmm. If you I could have, have one idea, if you could have one idea, <laughs> if you could have one idea factory game made by a better company, what would it be? <laughs> <laughs> well, that. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds mean. <laughs> Should I say that? All right. Uh, let's go with that. <laughs> What's your idea factory game that you want made by somebody else? All right. Done. Called in at 608-729-4098, emailed in at podcast.rpgamer.com, or go to the message boards at board.rpgamer.com. Until then, you can catch us live, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on the, uh, well, I guess not until then, but next week you can catch us live, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern at uh, twitch.tv slash rpgamer. 
um, or rpgamer.com slash live. However you want to view it. Uh, if you go to our site, I've got the IRC right there, so you can join the IRC chat. Uh, you can join us all week long in the IRC chat at uh, irc.esper.net and uh, join Pound RP Gamer. Uh, we got a Twitter, Twitter, twitter.com slash rpgamer, and we have uh, you know the YouTube, rpgamerdotcom, where you can check out the Sakaguchi interview we got going up right now. And until then, um, I'm going to say goodbye, everybody. Stay tuned for pause plays, and we'll catch you next week. So goodbye, everybody! Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>